0: Tune into the Neil Prendeville show weekdays from 9am on Cork's Red FM.
1: Talking a lot about fires in different parts of the world of late and also scorching high temperatures. The latest actually to join the list of high temperatures is Sicily. Anybody got anybody on halls in Sicily? Text 0868104106. Anybody listening in Sicily, it's baking. Europe's highest ever temperature reported on the island. Of Sicily in the city of Syracuse, 48.8, call it 49 degrees Celsius. Meanwhile, still looking at the skies this morning, the Examiner Online are talking about a super duper meteor shower that's been knocking around in the skies for the last few days. But tonight, according to the um, observatory, the MTU Observatory, Blackrock Observatory, Eric Murphy's quote, he's the uh, astrophysicist down there. Must be great to be an astrophysicist. Doesn't it sound fantastic? Uh, what did you want to be when you were growing up? Anyway, these showers will be naked, will be visible to the naked eye across the city and towns around the, conti- count- the county tonight. Now, ideally, like, less light and less pollution. He's saying that his favourite spot for it is Glen Gareth, but I suppose anywhere away from light, but even in city and towns tonight, Perseid. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but a super-duper meteor shower tonight. Check it out. The Echo leads this morning with violence in Crosshaven. Now, I don't know how much of this might be people getting on buses going down to Crosshaven to fight. I don't know how much of this is gang related, uh, but it's the front page of the Echo where there's increased calls for guarded presence in Crosshaven. You know, anti-social behaviour is kind of a, a mild way of putting the carry-on that we hear of these days. These brawls and these fights, the urination in doorways, the vomiting in laneways, the fighting on the road Um, and uh, some of the witnesses actually make this morning's uh, echo where they're talking about what it's been like to be living down in Crosshaven particularly over the past week or so Uh, there's only 20 guards they say serving Crosshaven and Carrigaline. mind you if if it was a a nice quiet well behaved society that we lived in 20 would be plenty but I suppose it's not but be interesting to talk to anybody from Crosshaven who can share some stories on that many of the maternity hospitals make the front pages today I know the last I, I dealt with with regards to CUMH, I think, was booking a slot, uh, possibly a two-hour slot, I think, to go in to visit your partner who's just had a baby or being able to go in as a partner uh, for the later stages of, of labor. But the papers this morning all have it. The Rotunda is saying that uh, vaccines have to hit 80% before they end any curbs in the return to hospital with regards to expectant mothers and partners going in. But the banning of unvaccinated pregnant women from being visited by their partners in maternity treats them like second-class citizens. Apparently, an unvaccinated pregnant woman can't have a visit at all, according to the Mirror today. The Irish Times is saying that, um, that expectant mothers are now being urged to get vaccinated as the Delta variant poses greater risks to them. So that's, um, um, they're talking about many things to do with the maternity hospitals in Dublin. But there's other health related stories like the Times this morning says that waiting lists for vital operations in the health service will continue to grow. Um, and they say uh, you can add another 10,000 to the waiting list since uh, the end of 2019. And I think that's a, a very low figure when you add in all of the issues and all of the the traffic jams regarding our health system as we head into the autumn and then indeed into the winter. But the Independent this morning says this is probably the start of a lot more to come. It's the front page, big, bold headline at the front of the end of today, saying that people are suing the state over COVID-19 deaths. 16 families uh, are uh, suing the state after their loved ones contracted COVID-19 and died while in the care of state-run facilities and private nursing homes. In fact, 12 of the cases uh, involve private nursing home deaths and claims have been made by uh, against the HSE by those families. I think, and the Independent also said, that this is the first wave of legal, legal actions that we'll see over COVID-19 deaths and many more cases are expected to be lodged. So that's a front page one of interest. COVID-related entertainment and employment um, because you can't have one with the other when it comes to, um, say, musicians or live music or indoor events in, in, say, for instance, pubs. They're now saying that that won't come back, according to the government, you know, live music in pubs and other indoor events until we hit 85 to 90 percent of adults fully vaccinated, which is quite interesting because we're getting there slowly but surely. But they seem to, they seem to keep raising the bar, uh, you know, no indoor entertainment, no pubs, no bands, no jocks, no nothing like that until 85 to 90% of adults are vaccinated. We're at 79% of Irish adults now fully vaccinated, and nearly 90% of Irish adults have received the first dose. So we're creeping up there slowly. Meanwhile, 100,000 Cork people have donated vaccines to some of the world's poorest countries uh, through UNICEF's Get a Vaccine, Give a Vaccine campaign. So the generosity of Corkonians makes the echo today. And... Quite a lot of interesting stuff with regards to things that are happening online. One of them is the ongoing scams that people have been caught for. And Councillor Ken O'Flynn came across them. He was just talking with a woman from Loch Nahini in her 80s, apparently. And she was telling him that she wasn't very happy with the revenue because the revenue shouldn't be ringing people and harassing them for money. I believe my understanding of the story is when he quizzed her further, uh, he found out that she had given... 600 euro in what she believed was backdated taxes in fact her family were under the impression this money was owed as well uh, and he says in the echo today that some people are getting up to six telephone calls a day I'd say her heart was broken when he eventually told her that it was a scam and that she was just being wronged by scam artists and that the money wasn't owed to revenue it's a story making the echo today because the elderly are those that have been very much warned because maybe the elderly might believe these to be uh, the the truth because they are professional and convincing phone scammers. I've heard these phone scammers and to me they sound far from convincing. A uh, teller. Papers also today talk of um uh, issues online regarding say for instance Instagram. I noticed recently that Instagram have launched a new tool which will allow you to restrict unwanted um, content uh, or un- well more to the point unwanted comments or unwanted direct messages uh, from people that you don't want messaging sometimes it can be abuse sometimes it can be disgusting sometimes it can be photographs sometimes it can be comments uh, but I don't think it goes far enough. I saw that and I was looking at it at the weekend. They they ask you to put in keywords that you want blocked. Um, Don't you think that Instagram should be able to come up with the keywords themselves rather than you having to type in all of the keywords? You know, the abusive words, the terms that would stop the text or stop the comment. I don't know. It's just my own thoughts. I love that story of uh, Um Close enough to Lucky, isn't it? So Lucky by name, Lucky by nature, says the echo today. This was a three-month-old kitten. I'll come back to this later, so I won't spell long, and I'll be talking to uh, Cork City missing person search and rescue volunteer uh, David Varian. But apparently the kitten got away um, from um, its owner I often wonder why we say owners when regards to pets. But they were on the way to the vet, and uh, apparently the little kitten ran onto uh, Albert Key, onto the wharf, and climbed down under Eamon Devonera Bridge and hid under a shaft. So they'd call in the experts to get the kitten back. And I love this one. There was this vase knocking around. Do you say vase or do you say vase? Do you say tomato or do you say tomato? I say vase. A vase. Um, Apparently it was in a house, just knocking around the house. Five hundred euros, what the auctioneer said it was worth. It was an Irish vase. Turned out to be Chinese. You know a Chinese vase now. You know, <laughs> you got any of those at home. You're probably sitting on a fortune. Little 10 inch thing with little six little character marks on it. That's all plain, plain, plain vase with little, six little Chinese symbols on it. Um, it went for a lot more than 500 euro, this vase. Six, 365,000. Thank you very much. Bank the gavel sold. 365 grand. And apparently the GAA are saying that people are sending checks <laughs> for hurling tickets. I continue to ask everybody I meet the answer's always the same no I actually met a a whole gang load of um, ex-GAB players yesterday inside in town I was asking them they were laughing at me Cork GA are asking fans would you please stop sending us checks for the all Ireland hurling final tickets if we have any we'll be selling them online they're getting lots of letters in envelopes, with checks, and they don't want them. And Roy Keane actually makes the papers today. He makes the Daily Star. Why? Because they say that he had a blast at yoga. Um, He said recently, I just tried yoga a couple of days before a match against Real Madrid. He said my energy was really low, and it was the Real Madrid game. But apparently, um, the president of the Universal Society of Hinduism has hit back at Roy, saying, passing blame on one's crummy performance on the pitch to highly beneficial yoga is out of line he said I think Mark Willington actually managed to get me a clip of the one and only great uh, Roy Keane let's have a listen worst performance
2: worst performance um, that way the shocker uh, no, no I, I tell you I remember I played, we played Real Madrid one time at home and I was a shock. but I just tried yoga a couple of days before that no I did I tried <coughs> yoga and I couldn't get going I my energy was and I, it was Real Madrid at home and I never got a kick and, and I was taken off and I remember thinking I'm finished at real top level football <laughs>
1: The guy that keeps on giving. If you ever wondered what people in construction eat on building sites, I'm not so sure about what they drink on building sites, but apparently their most favorite breakfast snack is not the breakfast roll... Um, this research could be British now, so it'd be careful over this. It's apparently, it's the bacon butty. It probably is the breakfast roll in Ireland, but they say that the most popular on building sites is the bacon butty, followed by the cheese sandwich, followed by the egg mayonnaise. Oh, I love egg mayonnaise sandwiches. Oh, my God. So they're the top three, apparently. And just to let you know that the sandwich was first created in 1762 for the fourth Earl of Sandwich. Do you know what the filling was? Talk about dull and boring. But I suppose it was the first time. So it was experimental. It was, a ro- it was roast beef between two slices of bread. It caught on. And now look at the range of sandwiches we have today. But the best till the last. Apparently there's research out now saying that adults are watching more than two full days of films or two full days of television on their smartphone. I mean, who watches a blockbuster movie or a fantastic TV drama on their smartphone with the tiny little screen? Now, you might say it's okay because the sound is better on phones now or indeed you have the earplugs of the earphones in. But the size of the screen, I mean... That's not on. I mean, who'd want to do that when you could have a big, huge 65-inch or an 85-inch or a massive big flat screen? But apparently, they say that people are more and more watching movies and television on their phones. In fact, one in five have watched a movie on their phone while sitting in the pub. And over 16% of people have watched a TV show while at a wedding Pass it on for what it's worth. The Neil Prenderville Show. screen is just so small. Would you be bothered? Anyway, text 0868104106. got a lovely email from Philip O'Sullivan overseas. He's originally from Toker. Um, and he says, I hope this finds you and yours keeping well on Leaside. My am Philip O'Sullivan from Toker. My mam always listens to your show. I listen to it on my lunch break in Kazakhstan. Whenever I can, we have listeners all over the world. And Philip is in Kazakhstan. My ma'am, Rosa Sullivan from Lehina and Toker, turned 60 on Friday. Be very grateful if you wish my ma'am a happy 60th birthday. If you could do it Friday morning, it would be great. From her son Philip in Kazakhstan and her granddaughters Lily, Isabel and Emily. Cheers to see. I got this this morning. I get so much stuff in for fear that I would lose it and not do it tomorrow. Uh, for tomorrow, Rose. For tomorrow, happy happy birthday to you from everyone in the family. Thank you for listening, but particularly Philip in Kazakhstan. Have a great great birthday and a great weekend. Uh, Lines open one 106 You can text 086-8104-106. Already um, getting stuff in coming from Crosshaven, so I'll be coming back to that. Text oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six on that. But I was in town yesterday at lunch on Princess Street. Great buzz in the city. Great sunshine. It. The whole of the city looked fabulous. There was people everywhere. And the outdoor, outdoor dining and the outdoor coffee shops and everything is just a huge benefit. Because it creates a fantastic buzz. Lots of color. Everybody wearing their summer gear. It looked terrific. I also got myself to over to have a look at the robotic trees. More on that and the Vox in the streets after these.
0: The Neil Prenderville Show on Twitter. At Neil Red FM. Yes, indeedy. And
1: so, to the streets of Cork yesterday, there are two, my understanding, and open to correction to this, there are two locations where the uh, robot trees are located. I don't know why we call them trees. They absolutely bear no resemblance resemblance whatsoever. They resemble pallets stacked on top of each other. Or, as somebody said yesterday, they look like giant beehives. So, three of them, I think, are uh, all together one, two, and three together on Patrick Street by the old Unster Bank, there by Murray's. Uh, and then the other two then are on the Grand Parade on the same side of the road as uh, the library in Bishop Lucy Park. So that's where they are. have to say, they weren't as ugly as I expected they would be. I wouldn't say they're pretty things in any way, shape or form. Do they blend in? Ah. They kind of do, um, whether they're actually worth the money or not. And what they actually do is another story entirely. But that's where they are. I would think at this stage, they probably are Cork's most expensive bench seats, I think. And I heard in the news there this morning, somebody saying that the worst of the effect, of, the impression I got from the news story was, whereas the effect that the €350,000 was worth it if we start debating air quality. So it's an expensive price tag to be talking about air quality at 350 grand. So anyway they were just finishing putting the finishing touches to them and they're still fencing around them when I was leaving and that was around half three, quarter to four yesterday. But there they are nonetheless uh, and the whole idea is that uh, there's German moss involved to fil- filter harmless pollutants and fine dust particles. actually didn't know that the air and Patrick Street in the Grand Parade was as bad as they're making it out was, but anyway, Seamus Wheelan to, to uh, Pana yesterday caught up with some Corkonians uh, and asked them what it was, or what they were, and what they made of them. I thought it was
3: going to be like bathrooms, but then I was like, "You're going to have to step up." And I was like, "But now it looks as like, it's like they look filter like water giant, giant
4: beehives. Would you believe it if I
3: told you you're looking at a tree? No. No. I think there must be um, for, for, uh, for uh, insects, nesting places for
5: insects. Okay.
3: Would you believe it if I told you that they're trees
4: and that they're there for monitoring the air quality and improving the air quality of the city?
6: Whew. I didn't realize that.
4: Would you hazard a guess on how much they're costing us on a yearly basis?
2: Well I suppose like you know you have to dismantle some of it to get the inner side out of it so like it'll be costing you maybe 5,000 euros a year?
4: 10,000 euros each? What if I told you 350,000? <laughs>
5: wow, that's amazing.
4: I was waiting. Well, how? Like to replace filters and that kind of thing? Like how do they get to 350,000?
7: Well there's probably, there's probably fans pulling air through. Oh yeah, as well. yeah.
4: Well it's great for right here but like... Yeah. You're only cleaning a small area. Like in, for $350,000. That
6: seems crazy. I wouldn't
4: be happy. How oh, about you have two more down at the Grand Parade? So that's okay, isn't it? There's an area there being for, Oh, great. Great. That's going to, yeah. I think I need to get you a chair to sit down. Your legs seems to have gone from <laughs> under.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, we're not taxpayers here. Anyway. Yeah, exactly.
4: <laughs> I would not be happy. You stay happy.
8: the robotic trees there there's an experiment is it to do with um the oxygen <laughs> something like that yeah um they're not very pretty <laughs> they, we have to do something with about the pollution but yeah no they're not exactly
9: no they're know. not pretty
8: but but,
10: they're not the worst they could be, they could be
9: a lot worse looking. They're not aesthetically beautiful, they certainly don't look like a tree, but I wonder if they were the same. I know, it's like something that you'd build out your back garden. For a child. You know, I think we'd be better off with real
4: trees, wouldn't we? There's not even a leaf in it. Ah, oh, but there's nice green moss the t- behind yeah, the, door. But look, at the t- look at the trees here though. So fix it, nature. That's not nature. That is uh, recycling the air quality for 7,000 people an hour. The guy next to it, the real thing, thing isn't doing the same thing. No. Do you not think it's money well spent? No, definitely not. It could be spent on on something something different. The homeless, the hospitals, all the beds in hospitals that are crying out for. Spend it on that. But, and that's and that second thing there well, for the sake they are all over
3: that length like, of But dunk for a i a dozen and then claiming a corporations. and for viewing I, they look attractive they don't
2: look ugly to me but three them, 50, 000 pounds could be spent uh, on lots of things around the city um, but having said that i think they
11: should be given a chance you know i mean we not judge yeah, done judging and, and and for viewing I'll give it a few weeks Let people get used to them and uh, I think eventually they'll just cater them.
12: Well, I think it's a brilliant idea. It's very interesting. But we're tourists, so um, we don't live here. I don't see a problem. I believe there's a problem with the cost, though. It does cost a lot to save the planet and to to clean it up a bit. I mean, we spent a lot of money making it dirty. So, it is a drop in the ocean. sounds like a lot of money. Yeah,
10: €350,000 worth of them. is. We'll wait and see. (laughs) They're not bad, they're not bad. These are 5G monitors. These are not air pollution. This is not for air pollution. Thing, they're next to trees, like You should be ashamed of your lives. Do you know about trees? I do know about these because they're going to be torn down in this country. I can tell you because these are radiating people. I and I'm not telling My government's made yeah, of they're, 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 they're apparently not what they're. This told is not, they're trees. They're not trees. They're not trees. They're not trees. They're liars. Why would you put next to healthy trees? Do you know the government are ripping down trees all over the country? They're ripping they're down, down they're trees right all over mess. the city, and they have the cheat to put this up. Do I'll You really believe
3: you. they are what they say they are? And do you think they're not worth the three hundred fifty thousand that they're no, investing? No. I just running no, no
10: listen. Taxpayers' money, not, not government funded. I don't taxpayers' money. No, <laughs> these are these came from Germany. We know what these are. We're not stupid in Ireland. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, you have the door side, but we know what's going on with this new world order. We know what's going on.
1: Wow, what a cross section of opinions and thoughts. I love it. I love it from the streets of Cork yesterday. People from Cork and from outside visiting Cork and lots of different interpretations of. Uh, the cork robotic trees Uh, I think that I'm going to come up with something else because I'm not going to call them robotic trees anymore as I said maybe expensive benches you can sit around them have a coffee or have a sambo, have a can whatever it is that floats your boat. How long would they last? We'll have to wait and see. Anyway, thanks, James, and thanks to everybody that uh, stopped by and chatted with them yesterday uh, on Patrick Street. Lines open at one 8 50 104 106 Just ahead of calls, let me just get an opportunity here to catch up on some emails uh, and some people who are back and forth with different things that have been doing of late. Um, I know we had a chat with some Corconians living in Sweden, um, and Sean Healy got in touch, actually, because he gave me some updated stats, because he said, he's saying things, you're quoting incorrect information and doing a great deal to heighten the tensions involved in uh, vaccines. He says people keep referring to the Swedish model and how they had to uh, have more control Uh, how they had to have more control over the COVID virus. But this simply is not true. If you check the different sources, you'll see that they have had over 14,000 deaths. Population of Sweden, 10 million. Therefore, they have had over 2,000 more deaths than Ireland. Quoting incorrect information is doing a great deal to heighten tension between anti-vaxxers and those who, like me, believe in the necessity of this vaccine. I also believe that those who talk the loudest against the existence of the virus... Have not contracted it or have loved, one, or, have, or have not have had loved ones who have died from it, says he in Holly Hill, Sean Healy, uh, doing the maths on uh, our population and theirs. And they've had uh, 14,621 deaths in Sweden. So I think it's fair to say, actually, they've had an awful lot more than 2,000 deaths, you know, than here in Ireland. And then one or two more. I was wondering if I could bring something to your attention following your program yesterday uh, on homelessness. Why are so many homeless groups operating unregistered? Myself and a friend of mine recently had a run-in with a woman in the city involved in running one of these groups. We found her to be very hostile and confrontational when questioning her for details regarding her charity registration. This is not the first time she's acted in such an aggressive fashion. I find it very worrying that although doing a good deed, ultimately they're breaking the law but if she can act like this, it begs the question of how many people are being tre- how people are being treated. I'm wondering, has anyone else had these types of incidents? Don't want to come on, but I worry about the state of affairs in some charities, says Mary. I actually don't think you've anything to be worried about. And I don't even see the necessity in even talking about whether or not homeless groups should be registered or, um, you know, registered as a charity or not. They're just doing good work. They're just members of the community, Corconians who are helping those who were down or, not as lucky as many other people. So they're, like, they're just doing what they do on a charitable basis. You know, I'm, I'm not so sure that there's anything to read into in this regard. And I, I, actually, to be quite honest, I'm not sure you should be approaching people who are helping the homeless and asking them for uh, charity registration. I mean, they have enough to be dealing with. They're out in all weather, uh, late at night, into the hours of the morning. Um, I, I would just say support them if nothing else just support them but leave it at that and then for somebody who was overseas and just back from their halls anyone else been stung booking car rentals abroad through booking.com I didn't even know booking.com did cars So that was hotels and stuff like that but anyway she says we booked a car to collect at Madrid airport the money was taken from our account by booking.com when we arrived at the airport an hour and 15 minutes late our car was gone even though we had paid for it. Car company we were with was Alimo. Alamo. They couldn't give us another car either, so we basically were stranded at the airport. Now, Booking.com won't give us a refund. While we were there, a French family whose flight had been delayed were in the same boat. They lost out 400 euro for a car they had rented for a week. When we rang Booking.com, they said we were not getting our money back, but if we rebooked with them, they'd refund us, but we'd have to wait Three hours to rebook with them, and God knows what they would have charged us for a new car. Uh, This is a massive scam. When I looked online after, I saw thousands of holidaymakers in the same boat. How can they get away with taking money out of people's account and not providing the car or the service? It wasn't just the deposit they took, it was the full amount. I'd love to know if any of your listeners have had same issues with booking cars, particularly with booking.com. Not so sure if anybody did. I imagine they have a cut-off period. Like if you say you're collecting the car at 10, and maybe if you haven't arrived by 11, they give it away or they re-rent it or what have you. You say it was an hour and 15 minutes. At what point should there be a cut-off, I wonder? you know when when you when you're regarded by the car company as a as an no show uh, it's unfortunate to, uh, that's that's not happened to me mind you i've heard of people whose flights have been given away i've even heard of people who were sitting in the departure lounge and went up to board a plane and their their flight had been sold but Uh, you know cars resold. no that's a new one on me anybody having situations like that give us a bell Uh, and one fast one then before i move back to calls quick email i found a dog in traffic yesterday it was a long day of trying to get help as he wasn't wearing a tag thankfully the cspca came for him to check if he was shipped and also i eventually through other means did find the owner it took me over five hours out of my day and i do it again to save a dog I've done it before. reason I'm emailing is because the owner eventually decided this was my fault and sent me abuse after I helped her. Really? I'm stunned and hurt. And the sense of entitlement in some people is beyond a joke. Just want to ask people to please look after your pets. They're not someone else's responsibility. And if someone is good enough and lucky enough to find your pet in traffic, then be grateful. Don't be blaming others for your mistake. I would love to know how you got blamed. I mean, come back with more information. Five hour, is it that the owner said you took the dog away, maybe? And the owner was looking for the dog while you had the dog, or what? I mean, you just can't be up to people if that you can be sure. Anyway, lot, there's lots more emails and texts throughout the course of the morning, but back to the phone lines we go. Great to talk again. It's been a while since we talked to Tom the Bomber Roach. Tom, good morning. Good morning, Neil. I have something to tell you, actually, before you chat, right? Did you watch the Christy Ring documentary there after the hurling match on Sunday night? Um, I didn't really. Well, you, didn't. Sh- you should watch it, right? Because there's a clip in it of Christy yeah. Ring when he was a Cork selector running onto the pitch, right? And who's behind him with his long blonde hair all the way down the back of his neck Levi jeans and a bomber jacket.
7: Oh, that's taking me back now. <laughs> it was you. It might yeah. Yeah. I actually remember that photograph.
1: What was that? I can send it to you if you want. It's a fantastic shot. Obviously, it's victory if Ringy's running out onto the pitch.
7: Yeah, it's victory. Yeah. I, um, I think that shot was taken um. I think the Glen, then Norwalk beat Black Rock
1: in <laughs> then, then, uh, Kartikwe. All right. You think that's what it was? Yeah. The I Rockies think that's in the was, I took the a Rocky screenshot of it off the television for you if you wanted, all right? Yeah, perfect. Grant. I thanks get it, it. Anyway, okay. Thanks for the call. You wanted to pick up on, among other things, other things the um, Kelly Harrington victory. Is that it? <sighs>
7: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Kelly hankins a uh, fantastic boxer. No doubt about it, like, what can we say? And um, she got a great welcome home from uh, the people of Dublin, um, capital city. Uh, I thought myself, oh, he dragged it out of this, you know. But, um, no, she deserves every
1: plot that she can get. How do you but, mean dragged it out? Gave it too much coverage, is it? She Yeah, they. I I don't know. Yeah, they they gave it a a bit too...
7: Like, I mean, not so much, you know, um, on uh, television, but they were blown about it on radio for days and days and days. You know, they went on and on and on and on. Um, No, I was just wondering. I said, look, I I, I never seen a gold medal. (laughs) Miraculous medal, maybe, but never a gold medal. (laughs) Um, I'd love to see or two... Fantastic roars because uh, the, the achievement that they had was absolutely fantastic, and they. So got, we have two
1: you know, gold and a bronze, isn't it?
7: Yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, um, they got a small reception in Escabrene.
1: Paul and Finton got a small reception, is it?
7: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But like for the. For the youth of Cork, the people of Cork, you know, and especially, you know, uh, young people. Um, I presume, like, you know, for people to take up rowing and to see what it's all about. I I just got this thing in my head, like, thinking of the boat club in Blackrock, long ago, the two boat clubs. That boat club, are?
1: yeah. Uh, Cork boat and, club and Shandon, yeah. Yeah,
7: yeah. and I, I was just thinking, and I said, wouldn't it be lovely if there was a little flotilla coming up the River Lee? with the two boys and their gold
1: medals I think there's three gold clubs isn't there three of them actually I think
7: yeah there's three of them yeah there was yeah
1: Yeah. so yeah. what because what, what, yeah. it's still not too late you, you'd you like to see Paul Finton and, and Emily Aidan Walsh yeah. also won, won a bronze so we kind of had like yeah. two gold and two bronze isn't that right yeah that's it yeah yeah and, you know, just a little... But, uh, oh, actually, he's not, he's not Cork, so I need to... Okay, we'll just claim the gold yeah. and two bronze. Yeah,
7: yeah. But, you know, coming up there you now, up the
1: Harbour, you know,
7: if, from Black Rock all the way up to Harbour, come up as far as the Christie Ring Bridge to the Narke Bridge, and maybe just by the nursery there, if they had a little throaty little coming up there, it would be spectacular.
1: You know what I mean? No, 'Cause nobody's nobody's talking about something to do with uh, a celebration uh, or a Cork City welcome. Should they not? No, absolutely not. No, no.
7: I know I know because of the pandemic now this,
1: that and the other like you know, but a lot of people are vaccinated now. Um, it didn't seem to bother the open top bus in Dublin though, with all the people that were out pandemic.
7: No, and look
1: she deserved it. She deserved that. I, I
7: it's it's great to see it. Like no, on I'm only point.
1: saying on the point that it could be done. It go,
7: yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I mean, you could have people uh, lining both sides of the river there as they come up the river. Lee. A real
1: spectacle. The three of them rowing in their in, in separate boats.
13: No,
7: they, you could put them you could put them into a little um, river boat and have rows either side. You know from I, I, think it's,
1: I think it would be fantastic. I really do. You
7: know, You know, like the boat race now that comes off from um, uh, City to uh, uh, Ocean to City. Yeah. You know, they're, like they the do a big thing and it's, it looks fantastic. But I'm saying coming to come now from Rock and come right into the city and let the people of Cork appreciate uh what these boys did, like you know, yeah, it's
1: it's, and it was a good thing that there was a reception for them um, and a celebration oh, down God in West Cork. But it would be good to God. do within the city. Two goals and a in bronze the- coming up the Lee would be a superb experience.
7: Yeah, absolutely. brilliant sight. Yeah. absolutely, absolutely.
1: And it would inspire. It would inspire kids too. I would think. Uh, absolutely, no
7: doubt about it. I mean, <laughs> I never did rowing in my life, but I, I. Never did anything like that now, but i'd love to uh, i 'd love to be on the water like that now coming up the river Lake.
1: yeah, if it could be done yeah if it could do be done know? safely, you know
7: yeah, if it could be done safely, it would be superb yeah you know yeah. i mean i i would love I would love to see that no? I and mean, even
1: a, even if it wasn 't done on the river, even an open top bus would be superb wouldn't it if that was safer something um imagine imagine that that would be something for uh, probably City Hall and the Garda Shikana to set up wouldn't it? Yeah absolutely yeah. Okay well, well why don't I, I could actually get on to the Lord Mayor and ask is there any plan uh, to welcome the medalists on side, mm-hmm. uh, or whether it's just going to come and go unacknowledged you know we'll just see what yeah. they have to say on the matter Well it probably might be
7: that, yeah, they might be invited probably to City Hall, and that's the end of that. Then you yeah, know. but
1: that would be uh, behind that'd be behind closed doors thing. I'm talking yeah, about a celebration, yeah. a yeah, welcome from Cork do, City. Yeah. yeah, let let's see what they yeah. have to say. They may have something planned. I love the river idea if it was safe. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Because yeah. you don't get two gold medals on Lee side all that often. Certainly from the Olympic Games. Hopefully, we'll get a, a lash of them from the hurlers when they bring them back. What do you think?
7: Oh yeah, well uh, you know. Um, I think the GA and o have um, uh, gone down a different route as to uh, bringing teams in buses and things like that, which I think is wrong, like you know the traditional way was always good. you came in on the bus and you know um, as the old uh, photographs used to show and things like that coming around paddy valley's corner uh, but like that's gone now because i I, I don't know. Um, in Dublin, they do it they bring them into the square in Dublin, which is which is fine. If
1: Cork beat uh, Limerick in the All Ireland hurling final, y- you believe there would be no bus picking them up from the train station, an open top bus bringing them up the through the city. Up the in, I, in the I old days, it so. was the wrong way up McCartan Street, down over Bridge Street, and down at Patrick. You say that won't happen. I don't think so. I don't think so.
7: Um, whatever they're going to do I don't think that will happen now
1: even in spite of the pandemic we have to win it first incidentally but the pandemic could put a yes but even before the pandemic that was they were
7: kind of knocking that in the head a bit
1: yeah so so in the past when we have won in all Ireland there wasn't a drive-through open top bus no Um, in recent years
7: no yeah. what they were doing the only one that came anyway in recent years like were the the ladies let's not forget the ladies yeah um, they came through on a bus bus they were saying um, the last time the men won it was like was 2010 in football and they had a little thing at um, at the other side of the city hall there by the bridge yeah but um, the guy was saying then that it was too dangerous to be bringing them up on an open-top bus. Well, that's a so shame,
1: were, man, because, uh, you
7: know... So they, were, they were thinking of bringing people to Parque Crive. Well, no, that won't happen
1: either because of the pandemic. Too many people. Yeah, I know, I but, know. Um, so but, the chances are that if they do win, there won't be much of a celebration.
7: I wouldn't think so. Yeah, like, yeah. We, we'd, we'd, we'd probably just have to celebrate ourselves,
1: you know? So we just need to get the bunting up, we need to get the flags up, we need to get the... You know, the jersey's on. Oh,
7: 100%. We have to get bunting up. Like, if you look around for the last number of years, all the other counties, you just look at Kelly Harrington in Dublin the other day, and rightly so, uh, putting up bunting and flags. But And I think that, uh, um, you know, the shops in the city centre and business people should put up a load of bunting. They have it here in Blackpool. It's up already. All right. Is it's it, up. Does it look good? It, it looks good. It looks, yeah, it looks it looks really nice, and it kind of it gives you a lift if you're going to the shopping centre. But like, if if, if you had some like flags now on Patrick's Bridge, you know, like bunting right across the bridge, and uh, you know, just a little here and there, um, I think it would give the people a lift as well as the team.
1: Okay, I've got I've got a you lot know? of question got a lot of questions then for the Lord Mayor and for City Hall with regards to the uh, a reception for the Olympians and indeed the plans for the <laughs> I don't want to be yeah. I, you know I don't want to be jinxing the match but have you listen Find have you have you have you a ticket for the final no and there's no ticket there's no tickets been given out yet
7: all the tickets will be given out to, to the clubs when the tickets come on uh, come out whether it's next Monday, Tuesday whatever they'll be all distributed to all the clubs in the city in the county yeah yeah. And it's like, which I am not. Uh, I love the game of Halloween, that's it. I love the game of football. But all, um, I'm not affiliated, like we say, to any club. Yeah. Um, I I have two wonderful clubs either side of me, like three of them. Um, the Rovers and the Pearsick and Delaney's up the road, uh, all doing well. But, um, like, when you're not affiliated, like, you know, you have to go searching. You to go yeah, I suppose. Clubs, I, I, clubs. I did it over the years. I, I went searching over the years, you know. Yeah. I mean, you, sometimes you're lucky, sometimes
1: you're not. Well, it could well be a needle in a haystack this time round But listen, good Absolutely. luck. Good luck, good luck. Anyway, Damien from Limerick says, Neil, and indeed Tom, don't worry about it. Uh, the Hurler's homecoming will never happen. Not a victorious one, anyway, says Damien from Limerick. We'll see about that. <laughs> 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 It'll be a victorious homecoming in Limerick, he says. <laughs> Yeah, but it'll be a fantastic. Like, I mean, they had their celebration
7: last time, and they had um, when they when they won it first, and it, if I, like, I think they did have a little bit of a bus highlight, like, like, but then they brought it to the stadium. Yeah,
1: well, listen, I'm going to move on here, but we'll let's okay. win the let's win okay. the match first, then and worry about okay. the bus afterwards. Cheers, take. And care. we will win. All right, take care, Tom. Take care. God bless. All right, Tom Bye Roche. Mary. Good morning can you turn that radio down if you don't mind i'll come back to you after
0: the break call the neil prenderville show now 1850 104 106 red fm okay mary can you hear me all right
1: hang on a second let me just get it together here okay i've fixed it now mary you you know someone who's rowing at 72 is it
4: i do neil yeah i do um and I think it would be a fantastic idea, Neil, if, um, if something was done, you know. And uh, who is she? He. He, sorry. Um, he's, <laughs> he's my solicitor. Um, <laughs> and it was a random conversation I had with him and um, just telling me about, you know, um, he went to see me and he rode on their team and they won some big prize. But he was rowing as... Um, he had a hip operation recently and he was rowing up to last year and I think um, one of his classmates is still rowing and I just think it would be fantastic if you would all those old boys you know, <laughs> going down the river with the young fellas behind them Neil,
1: not in front of them uh, and this is, get, this is growing them. legs now <laughs> <laughs> and um, hips <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we, we don't celebrate enough in this country. My God, we're such a type of country. It just, it, just struck struck kind
1: of, it just struck me as kinda it of just struck me as kinda weird that, you know, two gold Olympic medals would have been won by this county and indeed I'm also acknowledging the bronze. But the city's done nothing about it. I include the nothing. suburbs as well. Nothing like
4: Nothing. We've but you see that's because we're country people and you're town people and I don't mean that with any, any... How
1: are we sense. different?
4: How are we different? Um, I don't know. I don't know, but I suspect I'm not
1: going to go down that route, Neil. But <laughs> what I you said, are you saying country people are better at this kind of thing? They're um, having fun and cracking and celebrations. Probably oh are. definitely,
4: yeah. And more, more of a sense of pride of place, I think. Right. You know? Okay. More of, more of a sense of pride of place.
1: And you down west? Are you over east or up north? Or where are you?
4: No, I I can say I inherited my father's West Cork accent, Neil. You know, and <laughs> um, so I'm I'm probably the only person who can say that speaks like this. But there you go. You know. Um,
1: well, so, Kinsale's a country town, no matter what way you look at it. A very beautiful one, but still part of the country. Anyway, yeah. this 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 seventy-two-year-old was rowing like up and down the Lee, or on the ocean, or yeah. what?
4: Oh, God, no! Um, on up and down the Lee. Incredible. Up until last year, yeah, it's incredible. Proves yeah, that age incredible. is but a number. and and exercise and stuff but I just think Neil the opportunity shouldn't be let go and I think it's up to you you now to do this well I'm just going to
1: I'm just going to ask them is there anything planned because the days and weeks are ticking and you'd wonder if they have a plan they should be telling somebody about it and if they haven't a plan maybe they should think of something you know they should
4: yeah yeah, they should you know, let's, see. Be
1: wonderful. let's see what they have to say thanks Mary, thanks for that, yeah, cheers
4: okay, uh,
1: by email in all fairness Green Robotic Trees I thought they wanted to freshen up the city I suppose they'll be handy for the 12th celebration when we have a 32 county country, because that's what they look like, a load of pallets I hope they've left space for the flags people might want to put up there for the Bonner. It's a disgraceful waste of money again by our inglorious members of City Council. They will cost more to maintain than whatever good they'll do for the environment, says Anthony. And a fast thank you. I'm writing this as a favour. I'd love to say thank you to the very kind owners and staff of the Ballyvalan House. Bank holiday Monday, I went with a friend to do a tour of the gardens. Whilst there, I lost the money from my father's ESB bill. He gave me the bill and the money to pay at the post office on the previous Friday But I forgot. Last Friday, my father opened his post only to find the bill was returned with the money inside. I'd love if you could publicly acknowledge on my behalf the honesty and effort of the owners and staff of Ballyville House and thank them very much. I would encourage your listeners to visit their cafe and gardens. They are so well worth the trip. An email from Ruth Dennehy. Acknowledging the kindness and the honesty of those at Volan House, Well done. Um, lines are open at 1-850-104-106. You can text 086-8104-106. Back after the break.
0: Text the Neil Prendival Show now. 086-8104-106. Red FM. Just a
1: fast one on the front
0: page of The Echo today is
1: talking about uh, Crosshaven. A texter here says, yes, Crosshaven is like a war zone. There is antisocial behaviour there every night. Last night alone, this is Wednesday night, the guard you were called. Kids as young as 17, out drinking and causing mayhem. It's so frightening, and believe me when I tell you, it is non-stop. When it's not raining, it's absolute mayhem. There was a young man in handcuffs in Crossaven Village on Monday night since the outdoor dining started this has all kicked off thank you for that keep those texts coming text 0868 104 that woman on the air from Kinsale is very accurate I'm a country girl with a city boy with the last 20 years but we are so different country people are by far the best I'm
8: Rory and I'm Valerie
9: and you can join us for the very best in local national and international sport every weekend
8: on the Big Red Bench
0: that's the Big Red Bench every Saturday and Sunday from on Cork's Red FM. You're listening to the Emerald Award winning Music Station of the Year. Cork's Red FM.
1: Mentioned maternity hospitals and visitation rights. A quick email to let you know since you covered the situation regarding partners rights at the CUMH. Not much since you last spoke about it has really changed. While my wife had great medical care recently, in my experience, communication between the hospital and partners is non-existent. It appears the medical facility are putting the burden on Unexpectant mums in the throes of labour to update their partners on their progress. In my own case, recently my partner had a daughter through emergency C-section after medics were unable to get a trace on the child that was eventually delivered safe at 35 weeks. It was a text message I got from my highly distressed partner that alerted me that she was heading for the emergency procedure. I was at home in a Cork City satellite town when the message came through. Surely there should be a liaison person in the labour ward who can communicate with partners rather than put the burden on women. To top it all, when I went to collect my child, I was prevented from doing so as I'd already been in to take my partner and child's bag to the car. As I went back into the hospital to collect my child, I was told you were in already. It's one visit a day. After some choice words, I was eventually back in to bring my girl home. And then lots then on uh, rent, house rent, um, or indeed the availability or non-availability of rental properties. Um, this, is an, this is a disturbing one, actually. I've been listening to you during the week about people in need of housing. Uh, you reference rent increases and lo- landlords and what they prefer. Um, I'm emailing you about the hell I went through with my live-in landlord. I was 30. He was in his 40s. He appeared to be a nice guy. And I got a very good deal on the rent. Sharing the house, I suppose, with the the live-in landlord. So you had your bedroom and probably share the bathroom and share the kitchen, things like that. Anyway, we got on for some time until late at night when he was after a few drinks. He would try to come into the room to me while I was in bed. His excuse was that he had mistaken it for the bathroom. If it happened once, I'd get it. But this happened at least six times. He owns the house. And lived there for years, so even if he was absolutely paralytic drunk, he should know where his own bathroom is. Plus, in his bedroom, he had his own ensuite. It was just horrible. I didn't have a lock on the door at the time, and when I asked for one, he got so awkward with me. Eventually, because of it, I moved out. And when I did, he got so personal with me. It was as if he thought we had been a couple. While I respect that landlords have been mistreated by some tenants, there are a lot of people like me who've been mistreated unacceptably by their landlords. We may pay rent, but don't look for anything other than that. Just the rent, says Louise. And one fast one, I I know we've caused, and I'll come back to them in a second, but just staying with the housing issue, my partner and I are desperately trying to find a place of our own to live. We've been together for 14 years and still sharing a house. We're in our 30s and would love to start our own family. When you say still sharing a house, is that with other people? We're in our 30s and would love to start our own family, but we can't. We both work full time, can't afford the obscene rental prices in Ireland. As we get older, the chances of us ever starting our own family are starting to fade. Uh, Don't know about that, in your 30s? Being able to own or or affordably rent a place of our own seems like a pipe dream now along with the dream of having our own family. We feel that so many important life choices and life events have been stolen from us. We are here with our deposit ready to go and are being outbid by 70,000, even 80,000 each time. Our standards have hit rock bottom and we're looking at places that need severe renovation. Believe me, we look at every option. Unlike many of your callers, we are not planning on getting married How can we? After 14 years together, we're happy, we're content. So this is the last thing we think about. We just want a place to call our own and the chance to start a family together. There's so many young couples like us who will never have the opportunity to start their own families due to high rental costs, house prices, and all of this has to do with greed. Uh, We need to keep the pressure on and keep highlighting this to try and make change. I would hate to see my partner's younger sisters in the same situation when they're in their 30s. As it's a position I wouldn't wish upon anyone. And then I have reams of texts from people who have their own stories to share, particularly people on housing lists, and I will come back to that. Um, on the situation regarding Crosshaven being like a war zone uh, and a texter saying that much of it has to do since outdoor dining started, text here from Eta says, That is not true. You need to stop blaming the pubs or outdoor dining. This is all to do with off-licenses. You're being very unfair. They're selling drink everywhere. And then, of course, the young people are taking it off or drinking it in bush- bushes or drinking it in the woods or drinking it up country lanes and boreens or indeed just drinking it, say, for instance, in the square in Crosshaven. So it's off-license availability and supermarket availability, I suppose, where drink is also sold uh, and not pubs and outdoor dining. OK, um, no matter what way you uh, look at this, we can't get away from uh, these so-called trees that they've put on Patrick Street and indeed on the Grand Parade. So just a call on this. Michael, good morning.
5: Good morning, good morning. It sounds for to be talking about the trees after hearing those terrible stories about the young couples and their housing. Couples. Well,
1: there's many more of those, believe me, and I can read I them out as well if people way, wish. Yeah, but, yeah. but anyway, it's a €350 euro price tag, so um, is it worth yeah, it? it?
5: hundred and fifty thousand uh, a waste of money, but uh, the problem is they're wasting your money and they're wasting my money and they're wasting the public money because the funds ultimately come from the taxpayers and the ratepayers and the property taxpayers and all that. And it's a pointless exercise, really. I mean, there's a free way to reduce emissions that already exist and, and there is already a bylaw for us, and that's the Patrick Street car ban, uh, which, as far as I can see, no one takes a blind. bit of no. To be much more um, prudent and much more economical, just to enforce that, and and for free, that would do far more to reduce emissions than than any. Number is the pa-
1: of is the ban time. gone? Then you know the one between I don't know. Is it like ten in the morning and yeah. three in the afternoon?
5: I think it was from three in the afternoon to six or something. Like something that, like that. Yeah. Is it is it know, not
1: enforced anymore?
5: Well, it's not enforced at all. As far as I did, you know, I, I don't think anybody takes a blind bit of notice of a tech. Like, I don't think anybody was ever fined for driving in petrol." Like, country. I ended up...
1: Because I drove into the city yesterday, ended yeah. up in Kew yeah. Park on the Grand Parade, but I, yeah. I, I actually went down around the, the Parnell Place to try and find that misfortunate man living in the tent. And I couldn't yeah. see the tent, incidentally, on Parnell Place. Maybe I missed yeah. it. Then, I, So this would have been round about, um, I don't know, 1 o'clock. I uh, drove up um, the key down all down Patrick Street and down onto so the well, Grand Parade. You, you, can, you can do it at one o'clock, I think. but, okay.
5: but, um, okay. but like, there's a point as well. I mean, the ban is there; it does a bylaw to, to enforce, but it's not enforced. But the ban could be extended. I mean, there's no real reason. Most people just think, a, most
1: just think it's most just think it's just an expensive gimmick. It was other people's money some kind yeah. of a grant that they
5: funny. got for us. I mean, you know, a little test project maybe for the logistics manager or something or... This is something they nice. To I don't know. Look, we we don't know what happened. We No one knows the internal workings of how they spend money. But at the end of the day, it's, uh, it's, it's 30% of a million. You know, it's 350,000 euro per year, by the way. So if they keep them longer, if they were there for 10 years, between a half million
1: or 10 years. So is that the case them, then? Is 350,000 to buy them and 35,000 a year to maintain them? No, I think it's three hundred fifty thousand a year. No, it's not. No, uh, Tripp and Dreshane clarified that yesterday. It's a one-off three hundred and fifty thousand, and in, then in, some kind of maintenance of a, I don't know, it's maybe it's five or six thousand a year. Just to be fair, but the yeah, latest but d- a, the latest development the now they're saying now, well, you know, uh, maybe the money is worth it if we're going to be debating air quality. So it's an expensive pride tag to put on a debate, isn't it?
5: It is, but you could you could also debate air quality for free if you enforce and extended the caravan because that is certainly if they said oil cars are banned from to Street from ten o'clock in the morning till midnight or something like that, that would also spark a debate. Eh, but it wouldn't cost you anything to spark that debate. That would be the same debate, eh, the same outcome. In fact a better outcome because 'cause there'd be far less emissions, far less less dust, it would be a fair healthier, a fair safer, a fair more convenient environment for cyclists and for pedestrians and all that. And um, the cost will be, um, well, zero, So, but that will probably make too much sense. So impose
1: uh, the car back Well, it's too late now, they've bought them. Yeah, well, you know,
5: well, that's a pity, but uh, just in case they get any notions of buying more, which, you know, you know yourself, they could probably do that. Whoever is, uh, has the relationship with whoever is selling those things might decide it might be a good idea to buy more. They should stop. This madness Just stop. Does it remind <laughs> you
1: of the hanging gardens? In the infestations. of Babylon, yeah, but not
5: so much like that because that, that was a different purpose and that was an artistic installation and all that sort of stuff. But look, in terms of it's an expensive quality,
1: installation of a million euro, though, isn't it?
5: Yeah, expensive, but like it's easy to send other because It's easy to spend your money and my money. You know, it's easy to spend other people's money. But and why
1: would you them. buy something like these robotic trees and have to plug them into electricity? Why aren't they solar powered? Yeah, yeah, that's another point. But they shouldn't be there
5: at all anyway all because right. they're not that effective. Okay. And really, we should do the simple things simply and straightforward and more prudently and more economically. And if we're going to reduce emissions in Cross City Centre, enforce the existing caravan and extend it, and the cost is
0: precisely zero
1: cheers pal zero. thanks Michael much obliged. Zero. 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 50, 000. Thank okay. much obliged text thank you much obliged text Go. calls text and come a shocking call after the break
0: talk to Neil printerville now 185104106 red FM. It's interesting. I had stuff planned to do there
1: and it's actually d- just gone and disappeared on me. We live in a crazy world. Oh, can I just maybe while I'm just getting that sorted, just come back to some emails. You know, we were talking about the, uh, the man of the little lad who was uh, 10 and uh, uh, came out as gay and told her that he was gay. And then, um, you know, she came on the air and we were chatting about that. He's 12 now. She won a competition on Red FM. Do you recall that call? And... Uh, The um, Cork Queens went out and celebrated. He won the competition as part of Pride Week. But the backlash was shocking by some people um, who just were so homophobic and saying horrible things about her as a mother, never mind her son. Uh, Interesting responses to this. One has to do with uh, an email that I got from Tim. He says, a friend of mine came out as gay in the last two years himself. It was very difficult for him recently. He wanted to to tell everyone that basically he's happy within himself and it shouldn't matter if you fall in love with whoever you want to fall in love with. Right now he's single, but at least he's true to himself and he's happy. So that's all that matters. But something happened last week that was so upsetting for him. He told me he was walking home from the shop during the day. Next thing, a few people started spitting at him because they knew he was gay and they started giving him verbal abuse due to his sexual orientation. It's absolutely disgusting to do that to anyone, let alone someone who has come out as gay recently. He's too afraid to report it to the guards. You should highlight this on your show that it's not okay to bully and spit on people for being gay And anyone that does uh, needs punishment. Well, I think anybody that does needs serious help. Mind you, Richie says, for three days now, you've raised the issue of the boy who came out as gay. Yeah, I have, Richie, but it's not the only thing I've been talking about. I don't think you mean that it's the only thing I've been talking about, but it was an interesting topic of conversation. For three days, you have dismissed all criticism of this situation. You've called it homophobic, bullying and trolling. This is thoroughly dishonest on your part, but I understand completely why you are doing it. I condemn any abuse directed at this innocent boy, but therein lies the crux of the issue. The boy in question is 12 years old. As I've said, I understand completely. Why would you deflect from the fact that Red FM are engaging in the sexualization of children, but to brand any legitimate critic of this behavior is homophobic but I feel that's beyond the pale. The truth is, the gender and sexuality of the child is irrelevant. The only point is that the child is 12 years old. For example, had you delivered a troop of Chippendales to the doorstep of a 12-year-old heterosexual young girl, the appalled reaction of the rational men and honest women of Cork would have been just the same. Like Chippendales, like strippers, like burlesque dancers, drag acts are a form of adult entertainment and have no business performing for an audience of children or any adult who thinks differently is playing with fire, I believe. There's an age-old saying that the squeaky wheel gets the oil. With this in mind, we must look with suspicion on the militant few who do not reflect the goals of the gay community at large. We are tolerant people, but we must not allow this tolerance be exploited by this tiny minority who aim to normalize the sexualization Of our children. Very interesting points made there by Richie. One of them, of course, is um, is it suitable to be sending uh, drag queens to the home of a 12 year old gay boy? Thank you for that. Meanwhile, Paul is an openly gay man and he says uh, it's great to support any child. He says 12 is a difficult time in anyone's life, more to being gay than wearing drag drag clothes. He says, I understand the negatives and the positives of Pride Week. I know I rather, as a 12-year-old, not want to stand out um, at that age. But I don't want to be, a, I'm gay, but I don't want to be a woman or dress up like one. But pride is for all sorts of people. If I get slated for saying this, I don't care. The boy won a competition. I can't say he was in any way pressurized. All anyone wants is for the child to be happy. But I worry about him in school settings now. I hope his twin as well is not left in the shadows, as if he is straight, that there's no party for him. There's no right or wrong answer, as the parent must do what she feels is right. But at 12, I was too busy dealing with childish childish stuff. My sexuality was not an issue until later. I think 2021 times are so different. We just want the kid to be happy. No matter how forward-thinking we are, we are still struggling at times.' Uh, No one wanted to be gay back in my day. When you say that, do you mean that gay people didn't want to be gay back in your day? So I'm coming at this with my own baggage. Obviously, I'm loving it now. Uh, I just don't need to be at Pride or celebrate Pride Week to be proud of it. And Mary says, take no notice of these nasty people. That's all they are. Fair play to you as a mother and your son for living your life. Fingers up to the rest of them. They're only a small minority that think like that in the first place okay so thank you for those emails thank you for those texts our lines are open at 1-850-104-106 you can text 86 uh, 8104 let's get back to our phone lines hi Jane hi. You've, hi you've had a very very difficult two years now is it this is going on outside your door no yeah. Yeah? yeah that's right three years uh, yeah. on, is this up around Grattan Street in a the flat there
13: it is yeah that's
1: right and, yeah. What ha- and what happened you know how did all of this kick off
13: um, it all kicked off um, two years ago when I heard noise outside my front door and I opened my front door and there was a guy sticking a needle in his arm
0: shooting up. up yeah yeah, yeah.
13: and then um, I asked him would he move from my door and uh, I got tired of abuse and uh, he just started to call me a lot of names verbal names everything kicking my door so I closed the door and I called the guards and um the guards just turned around, and um, he said that, uh, "Yeah, he said no problem." They came in, and when they seen that, that was the start of my ordeal. Really, that was the start of
1: the abuse. And when the, so when the guards called, was your man still there? No, 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 he was gone. Okay, but they they hang around. So they had saw the guards arriving. Yeah. So the persecution yeah. started then. And and tell me this, Jane, is your flat a ground floor flat? So your front door is on the ground level. Is it? That's right, yeah. That's okay, right. okay. So that w- that was the start of it. Um, and what happened after that?
13: After that, then, um, I don't you know, they'd be going up and down past my flat, shouting, roaring, you're a grass, banging on my windows. Um, most recent that it started was the um, burning of uh, rubbish up my back. They came in above the wall, they were sitting on the wall. And I actually told them would they move off the wall nicely? Said no more. And before I knew it, I was passing in my sitting room and I seen an orange glow. And I thought I thought that was on fire in the back. And then it wasn't. It was actually out the back. I thought it was actually the bedroom was on some fire because my bedrooms downstairs.
1: You must have got an awful and shock.
13: I got, I got afraid. I just I ran out the front door as fast as I could to my neighbour. And he came up with my neighbour and he owed it. And then I called the guards. Do you know, I was just uh, afraid of being burnt to that and saying flat because then I'm unwell, you know?
1: You have fibromyalgia, which is unbelievably yeah. painful.
13: Yeah. And I have chronic um, disc disease. and then oh, God. And I have um, oh thru- arthritis, arthritis as well and osteoarthritis.
1: Oh, my God. Seizures,
13: uh, yeah.
1: That's your whole life. Oh my God! That's full time <laughs> illness, full time pain. Yeah,
13: I've 15, 15 years. I was two and a half years in bed with
1: it. Yeah, you know, so. Um, so you live with the fear that you will eventually be burned out, and your fear, of course, is that it'll be at night when you're asleep in the, in the flat. Did um? Well, did, did
13: my fear is actually they're going to murder me because they said they're going to murder me.
1: How do, how do, I mean? What did they say?
13: They said um. They stood outside my window and they said to them, um, "We'll stick her. We'll come up behind her and stick her, and she won't even realise that." She...
1: Stick me means stab but, me, is it? Stick you means stab you?
13: Yeah, the, the guards said it because I didn't know what it meant, and I asked the guards, and they said that means stab
1: you. No. Um, did somebody write something on your front door?
13: Um, they wrote in um, across the They cross on my front door with them. Um, rest in peace on my windows with gloss paint uh, that's happening a lot that's happening all the time
1: they're painting oh. that on your door all of the time
13: uh, on on my windows rest in peace on my window two windows and they put the cross on the door once But uh, rest in peace but people think that uh, somebody's after dying when they see the rest in peace on the window in there, you know?
1: that's constant isn't it that's constant, constant. And do you have to and go? Do you have to go out then and wipe off yeah. or wash off or paint off the RIP? Yeah. Rest in peace.
13: Yeah, I have to scrape it off. Yeah, my carer got um, a blade and she scrubbed it off and she marten her spirits and take it off and like I don't want to come in straight o'clock in the morning and wipe it off. I have to do it. So oh, I do it instead of no. you what. My sister she takes it off the window, but I don't want to be calling her three in the morning or four in the morning to get out of her bed to come in and do it. So I do it. I take it off, you, you know. You don't. Cause do I don't it. want the neighbors to see it either.
1: You mean you, you go know? out at three o'clock in the morning and you scrape it off?
13: No, I say I open the windows. The windows opening.
1: Um, and you do it at three in the morning. You scrape off the rest in peace. Yeah. More than once.
13: More than once, yeah more than once.
1: Jane, Jane, Jane. Have you been assaulted?
13: I have, yeah. Um, daytime, I was going off from my school. and they were down the um, lane and they seen me and I turned away fast so to get away fast and they uh, came up behind me and they slapped me around the side of the head and uh, I had a black eye over it
1: when Am you I say th- okay I'll come back to the guards you call the guards every single time in fairness to you but when when you, you say they ran up behind you and they gave you a slap and hit you yeah. how many of them
13: well there was four in the lane but I think as far as I know there's only one came up behind me okay. because I didn't seem I can't because they're covered up all the time
1: are you afraid to, to go are, are you afraid to go in and out
13: I'm absolutely terrified terrified because if I go inside my door I'm afraid they can get me anytime, they said. They said all we have to do is stick her and she won't know. They can do it anytime they want, anytime they are nice, they said anytime.
1: Like this is a realistic worry. I we have been reporting on people stabbed on the street. This is real this is real this is a real threat. I know. I, I have know. to tell you.
13: I know. And I'm terrified I'm just, either they're going to get in. And you... I'm on control drugs as well, you see, you know, and I'm afraid they're going to get in. They're going to kill me and nobody will hear it. And my car will come in the following morning and find me in a book of the blood. So there's nobody there. They can't do nothing.
1: Are you on your own? Do you live alone?
13: I live alone, yeah. Oh, my God. I just, I just can't take it. I can't take it more. I'm either like, two or and I just I feel I like get nowhere. I'm asking for help, and nobody's helping okay. me.
1: Okay, all right, okay, all right. Sorry now that you're so upset about this, but I know that you did. You did ask for help. You did go yeah. to the guards numerous times. Is this lane known for drug dealing, drug taking, and shooting up, and um, is, drug yeah. drug addicts hanging out?
13: Yeah, for years. Okay. years before I moved in here.
1: And how long have you been there? I was um,
13: actually made to come in here four years ago. Okay, I no so, choice, all right, I okay.
1: so it came as a shock to you that you moved into, into such an area. Now, when the guards come, say, for instance, when they see the rest in peace on the door, when they see that your, the back of the flat was set on fire, when they saw that yeah. somebody... Tr- when you say tr- somebody tried to break in, they actually tried to get in to, to yeah, rob you my, or to my, kill you?
13: I don't know I oh. don't know because Was any, no what
1: I mean is did they get in did they steal anything
13: they didn't steal nothing they broke. they didn't gain entry into the flat but the door is all destroyed the, the guard said it looks like they used a saw or something <laughs> something on the door trying to get in
1: so when the guards come all of the time for all of these yeah. different incidences the break in the physical assault mm-hmm. the threatening to yeah. stab you um, what do they do
0: about it
13: well, they just take notes, raise down, take pictures, make a crime report, ask people around about it. Neighbours, did they see anything? You know, most of the neighbours to themselves, they, like they barely see me. But it's the you same know? crowd
1: all of the time, is it? The same small group of fellas?
13: It's a group of gangs, but they're all like one gang. Do you understand what I mean? So
1: do the guards ever go, go down there at night? In the early morning, are they ever down the lane? Do they ever, do they ever find them?
13: They never found them, no.
1: But are they they look, do them. they look for them?
13: They do. They patrol and keep up the patrols as well for a certain amount of time. But I suppose they're so busy, they can't do it every night. But you know? did they
1: not give you a number to call to say, to ring and say they're here now, come up now?
13: No, I just ring either Angusley Street. Star, Brightwell.
1: So nobody gave you a card or a phone number to ring?
13: No, it's just ring just keep ringing us keep ringing us and that's what i do and every time i ring them, i i put my life in jeopardy because every time the guards are here i know they're wrong because there's a whistle there's three different whistles that they have and i have to recognize that they have three whistles when they talk the again they whistle like the guards are coming there's a whistle it's okay our whistle yeah it's all right science you know, and yeah. so i not have to recognize that
1: and it's making and and because they're getting away with it every time, it's making yeah. them worse against you, of course. So, like,
13: yeah, you, but they're going around with masks and covered up because they said outside my window this pandemic is great because we're breaking no laws for being covered up.' Because years ago, if they were covered up, they'd be stopped. I know, but no law,
1: so you're being persecuted. Um, yeah. are, are you sleeping? You clearly would have. I'd say you must no. be very depressed anyway I know I would be I'd be just in a deep depression over it
13: Well I suffer with chronic depression since '99, But this is crazy Because my bedroom door The back door is speaking Into my bedroom My That's my bedroom If you're sitting on my bed You're looking at the back door So I'm waiting for them to come in the back door And go on top of me inside the bed You know Because I'm on a lot of medication like morphine and I'm on sleep tablets and relaxes listen you
1: need you need a quiet life you know you really do more than more than many of us you just need comfort and quiet peace. peace peace and could you not get moved are the council aware have you videos have you photographs have you evidence to bring to council to say get me out of this place
13: they have it they have everything every single thing my care corresponds with the guard And um, the City Hall, all at the same time, if something happens here, she photographs it, reports it, and send by email, corresponding with them all the time. And they know about it, I had a meeting with them, and they just, they just don't care, to be honest.
1: Have they said that they won't move you?
13: No, they won't move me. They (laughs) said... Do you mind if I put my carer
1: on for this part because she was actually in the meet and I just can't remember. Okay, okay, I I, I don't know this person or this person's name, but I'll assume it's your carer. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Hi, Neil. Hi, is there much you can add? Because I know you've heard what Jane has had to say. I'm absolutely horrified, incidentally.
12: I know, I know, it's, like, we had a meeting, like, any time that something happens, I correspond immediately with the community guard because I have his email, and the the Cork City Council housing officer, as well, at the same time, So if it happens at two or three o'clock in the morning, they're getting an email the second that it's finished. Yes, it.
1: but you don't um, you don't have an emergency phone number or a card given to you with a number, an emergency number for the gardaí. No, just no, no, no. An, an email, an email is is pure useless. If, say, for instance, Jane is found dead in her bed or has to be picked up by ambulance for injuries and taken to the mercy, emails oh, are. Oh,
12: sure, I know. Yeah, it's just a no. It's basic nine nine nine. Are you ring Anglesey Street? There is no direct emergency line. Your nine 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 is. Um, but her situation is, is, is to me would
1: summer. be high priority. Why won't council move her? Is it true that they said just surrender the flat and go and stay with somebody else?
12: Yeah, there was actually there was two options. They said because we had built up such um, communication between the community guards and uh, Cork City Council. Um, Cork City Council actually went over to the community guard to confirm all of these phone calls, emails, um, everything, and everything was confirmed to Cork City Council. And the community guard did express his concerns in her in her in her flat
1: because they said if they um, got a letter from the guardie concerning her safety, they would move her. Is it?
12: Well, you see, it was verbally done between the community guard and Park City Council, which I thought was fine because we had a fantastic triangle of communication going on. Um, But when we actually went to the meeting, she said, uh, the the lady that was over there said that she needed a letter from the superintendent, which actually, uh, you know, that he was going to express his concern.
1: Okay, Um, can can we get that?
12: um, No, because I got onto my community guard and told him exactly what we needed from the superintendent. Um, and he said that the only time that that has ever been given out was when shots were fired at a house. And um, he said that he was going to try his best.
1: Oh, so um, guesses. so R.I.P. on the door, physical assault, threatening to stab, setting fire to the back of the flat. None of that equates with shots being fired at the door. Well, it no. does. It kind of does in my book. But anyway, what do I yeah, know? Oh,
12: I know. Yeah.
4: So, so is so what is, said, is
1: is, is, is it, So so they won't give the letter.
12: They won't. They won't give the letter because it's not extreme okay. circumstances.
1: And is everything Jane tell has been telling me there? You've heard it. Is all that accurate?
12: Yes, a hundred percent accurate. Like her bedroom. Her, like even when they try to gain access into the flat, um, like my concern. Okay, they didn't gain entry, but my concern was that with the amount of medication, because she actually gets these seizures from the stress that she's under, um, that um, she's actually a sitting duck in the bed.
1: So this is uh
12: she gain entry you know, she can't defend herself so what
1: so should she be moved, or should these people, if you want to call them people, be taken out of circulation, which
12: uh, for her to be moved would be a better place,
1: but then they'll just torment whoever goes in there. I mean, they're just tormenting good people
12: I know, but you know you take one out and there's going to be a list of a hundred more to fall in behind Neil, you know.
1: It would make no difference. Yeah, you take it them out. It would make absolutely
12: no difference. It and have just, you
1: seen them would, as well as everything else?
12: It would just escalate everything. Have you
1: seen these characters?
12: Um, no, and I've actually, I've actually gone to actually doing um, patrols myself in my car at night, um, when all of this stuff started off, because I just wanted to see who these gangs were. Did you? And even take a photograph or something. And I've seen, I've seen nobody. Okay. Okay. You know, so um, you, Jane and the whole last one were all worried about me doing these patrols at night because I'm a female in my car at night. And if it was pinpointed as quickly as it was pinpointed, the guards come into the door.
1: Okay, and car was you'd be victim then and you'd be picked on. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you'd,
12: exactly. You'd be, yeah, you'd be targeted.
1: But you have seen the rest in peace on the door on the windows.
12: Yes, I've removed it numerous amounts of times.
1: Okay. So if we were to get on to City Council or the guardie on this matter, you'd be okay with that?
12: A hundred percent.
1: Is there anything else that you or Jane wants to add?
12: Yeah, I'd put you back onto Jane there.
1: Okay, thank you.
12: It's just that um, with the way the flat
13: is, like I know for a fact the council don't don't actually care because they said about going nuclear about handing back the keys. That I could, that's one. But don't go down that avenue of handing back the keys. In other words, live in the situation you're in, and what she also said. Which I didn't like. The lady was that I can go home tonight and be murdered in my home. This is the word she said, See, and I looked. She, she said that the she. Past.
1: She said that she could go home and be murdered.
13: Yeah, because my hair. her what if I go in and find her on the floor, dead in a pool of blood? to I come like, over here? and say well she's dead, what happened now and she said well I could go home tonight she said and be murdered in my home it's not up to us to protect you it's up to the guardian to protect you but they're my landlord you know they're my but landlord but you're like that's an, an
1: incredibly so. stupid thing to say it's also a very hard cold horrible thing to say the chances of her being murdered in bed you say she said that I believe you yeah. are um, in no way comparable to the chances of you being murdered in your bed like no, Come on. Nothing.
13: nothing. So. She's have no fear. She's not been attacked. She's not been abused. I've been mentally, physically abused by these people. Well, I'm, de- I'm
1: delighted. I'm delighted I have an opportunity to talk to you, And I'll tell you why. Because all too often I hear of stories when I see them in court reports after the event or I see people being stabbed or killed after the event. But now I have a chance to talk to somebody before it might happen.
13: Well, that's what I'm afraid of because my GP said that I told him the guards said we oh, putting up CTV and the guards said my GP said no. He said because he said he would be like poking a bear. And when they see that they will get your CCTV is an early after the fact. And he says you will, they will get in and kill you. And so he, the doctor is so worried. He rang the city council and he never got back to him and he sent him a letter. My GP worried about my life. My hate, the way it is, my depression, just in case I get killed, it's just unfair that I do it to myself because I have tried twice because I can't
1: take it anymore. So you've attempted to take your own life twice because of this? Yes. With medication, is it?
13: Yeah, because I just feel like with all the pain and everything I'm
1: going through I just it's okay, possible okay, okay. I'm
13: living there,
1: no? people will be very very annoyed angry and very upset listening to this I'm, I'm actually livid over it I think that you know we, we need to get this sorted and we need to start rattling cages on this one I mean for me I would just round them up in the middle of the night or two in the morning wherever they're there into the back of a paddy wagon and gone but, um, yeah. but both of you feel that that will make no difference because there's just too many will replace them and the abuse will carry on
13: Oh, of course but because like right, I was okay. at the door when I first moved in here and they offered me drugs at the door I didn't even know him and I goes no he says hey, I don't care I'm going to prison tomorrow he was only a kid he was only a kid and I kind of looked and so i what am I living in because I am not from this area what I'm are we living
1: in yeah what are we all someplace. living in how did it get to this um, is that a particularly bad area for drug dealing and drug use it is okay. it
13: is this okay. is well known it's going on They said for 19 years, the neighbours. It's going on a very, very long
1: time. And are you okay with me identifying the area? I am, of course. Okay. All right. Okay. Listen, we covered an awful lot of ground. You got very upset. That was not my intention, but I'm sure you're like that an awful lot of the time. So um, I'm not missing out on anything. Is there anything else you want to add to this? And we can make some calls on your behalf.
13: it's just um, the condition of the place. My, they turned off my water. My tank went in February when it's gone for the last two years leaking. I uh, They turned off my hot water. I've no hot running water since February. At all? And no, no, because they said they need to send off to England for a new tank. I said you can buy the tanks there and he said no and they still haven't fixed it they and does it, take, does it take
1: that long this is August these are your the landlords island. you're talking about this is a woman without they, any hot they water don't,
13: they don't care and like all my floors are lifting they're all destroyed and they gave me a humidifier to dry out the property because it's in the foundations and I'm still cleaning up every day trying to do my best
1: to keep you know the going. there's slum landlords in your property you know that
13: I just don't think they care. They get their rent. I just really don't think. Okay, they Okay, well, cared.
1: L- let's see. Let's see if they care. Let's get in touch with them and see how much they're willing to deal with us. Sometimes they say they won't talk about individuals' uh, situations. They but won't.
13: but it, it, I told them there was properties empty. In I understand. And yeah, I, think I understand. They have Where I
1: wanted to go. I understand. But maybe we might f- find somebody in there who's sympathetic. Uh, let's make the calls anyway on b- on your behalf, which would be the Gardaí and Cork City Council. Um, and you, you like you know, what can I tell you? Just just hang in there for a little while longer, you know?
13: I'm trying and I'm just scared to go outside my door, you know. I know. So it's just it's hard, it's a hard life. It's you horrible,
1: know? it's horrible, it's horrible. All right, Jane, hang in there, we'll be back to you, all right.
13: Thanks a million Neil. Thanks for your call and your help.
1: All right, bye for <laughs> now.
13: Okay.
1: Bye. Extraordinary story, an horrific ordeal of intimidation, assault. Uh, property being put on fire, damage, um, worry and stress and everything that goes with it. Absolutely horrific. Now, um, your text are welcome on that, text 86 We're talking about the Grattan Street area uh, behind the Mercy Hospital. She said that it's been going on for years. It's an extraordinary thing that young kids dealing in heroin, which uh, I don't care, I'm only going into jail tomorrow anyway, Um Actually, we've, set, we've already been in touch with both uh, Anglesey Street Garda Station on this. We've also been in touch with the uh, City Council, with the Housing Department, and those who may be able to make a difference. In fact, we're even sending them the audio of my conversation with Jane. Text 0868104106. Back after the break.
0: This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Tweet the show at Neil Red NeilRedFM. One o four to one o six Red FM.
1: Text zero eight six eight one o four one o six. Pick up the phone if you want to contribute. One 106 June. Good morning.
10: Good morning, Lee. That's an appalling story. My conversation That's
1: with June. What you, with Jane? What did you make of it?
10: Oh, I think it's I think it. She's living in fear down in that area. She's Bad. living in fear.
1: Bad for many many years. It. They say down around there. Is that right?
10: I would. I would honestly say, and I'd have to say. Since they started giving the methadone out down there, uh, Neil, in that chemist area, that's where the problems began. Because it has closed down half North Main Street, the shops and everything. People are being intimidated. They're fighting. They're, they're dealing. They're dealing outside the door of done Stores B. Clo- you know, that it's open now, the car park. There's actually dealings going on there. There's guys dealing.
1: You've seen, seen this now, have you? You're not just telling me you know, I,
10: I, I have seen it Neil yeah. I have seen it indeed yeah I did
1: and are and you also helped. saying that because of all it, you're it, describing on the North Main Street businesses have closed because of it
10: I think I think it was I think it it, it, it helped to for business it, 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 it contributed it was indeed. a
1: contributory factor you're yeah, saying
10: yeah. it was indeed yeah it was indeed because the um, the undesirables were walking up and down the North Main Street and it was their haven. It's where they live. It's where they hang out. It's their area. They just live around that area. It's their second home, meal Outside the dun stores in the North Main Street.
1: Yeah, but like Duns on the North Main Street is a bit of a walk to Grattan Street.
10: It is. But look, they'll hide out anywhere, Neil, and then they shoot up anywhere as well. I've seen many needle down there, and many, many needles in inside as well.
1: Inside where?
10: If they can get into Dunn stores in the North Main Street to mm. shoot up, they'll do it in the car park, Neil. Mm.
1: Okay, okay.
10: So y- y- and, and then they're getting their methadone uh, in the chemist area there and they'll still go in and, and use their, their needles if they can. And,
1: and do you know anything them. about the difference between injecting heroin and injecting methadone? Or drinking <sighs> methadone I should say.
10: I, I, haven't, I haven't an idea, Neil, but from what I hear from people I know it's like a, an added effect It's like an added effect to what they
1: inject. Well, in the case of Jane, they're injecting with needles into their arms. So clearly that would be heroin, right? Yeah. 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 So the issue she has is with heroin addicts or, you know, um, dealers of heroin, probably both in and around the avenue that she lives on Grattan Street, which would be a laneway, Mm -hmm. if you like, and they tend to like laneways.
10: It's their selling point, Neil, that's where their selling point is. That's the area that they're selling point. That's why that the teenager
1: area. offered her heroin.
10: Oh yeah, if they're, if they're selling, it's their it's their selling like the selling point, you know. Yeah. It's where they all hang out. It's like it's it's like the the open shop to go to area.
1: And is know? the North Main Street an area that you visit often?
10: Every day, Neil. Every day, and I hear the stories every day.
1: And it's always the same, is it?
10: It has probably gotten, maybe gotten worse. But since, since they started mending the toilet upstairs, in the, in the upstairs of the done stores, uh, they, they, they're, they're becoming more, a, a little maybe, they're becoming less now going up there, injecting and all that kind of a thing, because uh, they they're can't they seen okay. and they won't get away with okay. it, and they're not allowed. Uh, to use the toilets now because they're manned by the other security
1: guys. We were in touch with the pharmacy on the North Main Street knowing that you were going to bring that up and they said, we provide an evidence-based service on behalf of the HSE. We've done so for 10 years. We do it to the highest standards.
10: Well, I can honestly say that that's a a hangout area, Neil, for drugs. And I put my hands up. it's It's where a lot of dealers hang out. And it's a well-known area, to be honest. Yeah. a yeah. very, a very, I don't see anyone, anybody hanging out Patrick Street around any shops in Patrick Street, uh, anywhere else, but it's, it's a well-known area is the North Main Street. There, it's a very well-known Maybe area. Maybe
1: the dealers hang around there because they know people are going for methadone.
10: Yeah, could be, yeah. yeah. Well, they, then they have their, they have their, their base, their customer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Another
1: call here, another text here says, the situation you described there is the very same on Shandon Street. There's plenty of drug dealing being done in broad daylight and this carry-on has ruined the street.
10: Yeah, it's amazing. It went from the Northman Street now right up to Shandon Street. It's all on the one pathway.
1: But what should happen with regards to Jane's predicament and the conditions she's living under? They're writing rest in peace on her door. They're writing RIP on her windows.
10: It's a hard one, Neil. I think it's appalling and my heart grows worse. If I was to put myself in her shoes, um, um, I'd, I'd love to see her move down at the area, but okay. then, as you say, the next person is going to have the same kind of trouble. Okay. But, well. um... um I, I, I really think that, I, I don't, like, look, I'll have to say if there was other chemists dealing methadone in the North Main Street, but I don't know, I think it's an added factor myself.
1: Methadone clinics attract trouble.
10: Absolutely. Okay. They're like, they're like, they're like a beast to honey.
1: Okay. Okay. June, thanks for taking the call. Text 0868 I remember recently uh, reading some notes from uh, Michael Geeran at Coen Vera. We had been talking at the time at the variety of drugs that are available now. It probably had more to do with uh, the, the generation of students now who were hanging out and partying, say, for instance, during lockdown on, on the 350. But he was talking about all of the different substances. It's not just cocaine. It's not just heroin. It's not just crack cocaine. It's not just tablets. Well, it is. It is tablets of various forms. But he he said that um, the use of drugs now is far more prevalent now and much more widespread now, particularly evidenced among, say, younger people. And that young, the young student community he was telling me at the time are experimenting more and more now. Um, the use of various various substances lowers inhibitions, um, and there is now. Um, a thing called chemsex, which enhances sexual pleasure, is a drug-taking habit which has been around for a number of years. Um, he said um, its prevalence now is far more widespread, and particularly evidenced amongst young student communities. Common drugs associated with, you know, the type of parties that we hear about now are GHB, G, MDMA, methadrone, ecstasy, cocaine. And alcohol, to name but a few. You ain't going to see heroin at student um, parties on College Road, but you probably will see a lot of the other ones. But most alarmingly, he said, in recent times, there have been reports of crystal meth um, um, and also the development of a habit known as slam sex, which involves the users and participators uh, injecting rather than swallowing uh, the substance. Uh, he said that an increase in such parties and activities has been noted recently as well and could be because uh, there's less places for people to gather during lockdown and also the prosperity of some students who have found, you know, had a part-time job and are now getting 350 on the pop or at least were at the time. One young person who recently contacted their rehab center seeking help said uh, the ex- escalation in their drug use was down to idleness, Disenchantment because of COVID restrictions and the extra disposable income um, as being the factors. Uh, this person reported that dealers are accessible now in these times more so than ever and actively marketing substances as the trade for recreational cocaine had experienced a marked slump due to the closure of pubs and clubs, and people were turning to ecstasy, clearly alcohol. MDMA, GHB and things like that. So I pass that on for what it's worth. It's not necessarily connected to the situation that Jane finds herself in but a worry nonetheless in the times that we're living in.
2: I'm Lana O'Connor. Red FM News is first for local, national and international news. And you can stay up to date by tuning into our hourly news bulletins or by clicking on redfm.ie
0: Get it off your chest. Neil Prinderville now, 1850 104 106,
1: Red FM. And we'll come back to lots of other thoughts, calls, and comments across the morning. But earlier this morning, I was talking about the front page of this morning's evening Echo regarding Crosshaven. Sarah, good morning. Hi there.
8: Hi, Neil. I just want to
1: say thank you so much for coming on air. It's not the easiest thing in the world, so I'm obliged to you because I was keen to talk to people down there. You heard what I was saying, so you're aware of the front page of the Echo talking about what we deem antisocial behavior.
8: Yeah, I I don't understand it really. I mean, there's people about. It's great to see people about again. Um, Crosshaven has been particularly quiet during the lockdown. It's lovely to see people coming down during the day and in the evening time. Um, Yes, there is uh, a few people out having a few drinks. It can get a bit loud, a little bit leery in the evening time, particularly a bit later. Um, There has been incidences where there has been shouting and roaring. Um, I have heard from a couple of neighbours and a few friends that, you know, some things have gotten a little bit out of hand. But that generally seems to be from people carrying their own drink under their arms, walking around the town.
7: Yes, um, yeah, yeah.
8: Uh, from yeah. what I've seen and from what I've experienced, I don't get to go out that much. But um, the, the pubs here, are they've not been long opened and um, they're controlling everything as best they can. Um, you know the place is always spotless every morning when you when you walk around um and it seems to just be i mean you know you I'd kind of have a chat with some people that I'd know from school or whatever you'd be walking along the the road and They'd say, oh, we don't know who they were. Or it just seems to be people actually coming down to the village in the evening time. Listen,
1: I don't think Canada. that anybody would be pointing any fingers at the pubs or the cafes. Yeah, in Yeah. That would be silly, silly because they are controlled yeah. environments. But this is, this is um, you know, cans or bottles that they're getting in off licenses or supermarkets, clearly.
8: It seems to be. And I can't comment on where they're getting it or how they're getting but it. But you said they're I coming
1: they're in on buses, did you?
8: That's what it seems to be, like because once the last bus leaves the village then at night time then it just completely dies down, so that seems to be where they're 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 coming in and then they're leaving um I don't know for for sure what time the last bus is, but okay. we're pretty close to the main street at the moment, and come eleven half eleven you pretty much don't hear anything um you know it's it's a shame that I know some people will and I'm you know. <laughs> Some people will have a problem with everything and some people will have a problem with someone going out and enjoying themselves.
1: No, but Um, I mean, but you do describe it as walking around with cans under their arms, drinking from bottles of vodka and shouting and roaring. Uh, Surely anyone would have a problem with that.
8: Absolutely. And that was one particular night last week. That was Friday night, 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 was it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And it was particularly bad. And I even commented as well to a couple of people the following day, like what was going on last night. But that's not something that I've had to say every night. So But is their age
1: not a concern?
8: I don't know. I, I don't know what the ages are. I mean, to me, Neil, I don't know how about you. But I find it very difficult to tell how old people are these days.
1: Well, they describe because it as teenagers, so that would be <laughs> technically nineteen yeah, or but, under. I
8: mean, you, you could look at a twenty-year-old and think they look like a teenager. You but could I, look at a fourteen-year-old and but think. But what they look are like teenagers 21-year-old. doing? What are
1: teenagers at all doing? Swigging from forty percent vodka bottles? You know? I
8: don't know. This is this is what I mean. I don't know. I mean. It's difficult to say, like, as I said, they're arriving, they seem to be arriving I don't know where they're buying the drink from or what's happening, but... Um, I just don't like the association with that. Crosshaven is a war zone. It certainly is not. Um, it, that seems to be very sensational. Okay, well, that
1: was a, No, that that was a That was a, a texter I had this morning described it yeah. as as a war zone. Like what the? Let me just drill in a small little bit, if you will, as to what the Echo said. One witness to an event in Fennels Bay said she saw a teenage girl being assaulted by a group of other people. Uh, a man who lived in the village witnessed a number of uh, incidents in the main street in recent nights. He said there was a brawl. In recent nights, there was urination in doorways, vomiting in laneways, fighting on the road. Um, somebody said to me by text that there was a young fella in handcuffs the other night.
8: I don't know about that because I, I personally didn't see that. I do know that neighbours, again, and friends of ours have complained about urination in their doorways. And that is it's absolutely apparent. It's disgusting. Um, and there, And I am in no way condoning any of that type of behaviour. Um, and I do think, I mean, it could be obviously described as antisocial behaviour, of course it could be, but we do have the guards coming down a lot of the nights during the week, and once they arrive, it pretty much dispels, as far as I can see.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at a video now of Crosshaven. it was probably uh, Friday night, and there's a uh, handy few of them out and about, I mean, you can't say whether they're just gathering and having a bit of fun or having a few larks, which is what we wanted to do, but... There's a couple of dust ups as well, and some people pushing and brawling I see
8: um, yeah, and as I said that was i I found Friday night particularly difficult to witness because I did see some things I heard some things and yeah. like
1: they'll annoying. say they have nowhere to go, won't they because they're
8: well this is the, they're this not is vaccinated, the
1: issue, so they're not welcome in all these places that others are
8: well exactly i mean the the vaccination program now I'm not going to go on about that, but that's obviously being rolled out to younger people. Um, so anyone who is of the legal age to be in a premises, I'm sure you know would be keen to go and get their vaccinations so they do have the option to go inside if they wanted to. Um,
1: I, I mean, I, I always take things seriously. If somebody sends me a video out of a village out of a village window, you know, mm-hmm. and that's just what I'm saying. Um, but right, you, okay. you don't want it to tarnish or to tar cross as a war zone
8: well, yeah that would be what I would have the main problem with I mean to be honest with you Neil I have more of an issue at the moment maybe it's just my perspective and the stage I am at life where people come down for their day trips and they leave all their rubbish behind yeah, you're right. and the village at 8 o'clock in the evening is absolutely terrible and it's awful awesome to see um, but
1: maybe it's so, those know, gangs that are toting the drink around and brawling and maybe yeah, they're the ones I'm that are leaving it all behind them
8: yeah, perhaps. I mean, it would be great to see the guards around a bit more. I'm not denying that in any way, shape or form. It would be wonderful to see them driving up and down just to at least show a presence. Um, but I uh, I would find it difficult to believe that this isn't a problem that's happening in, you know, a lot of towns and villages across the country. Yeah. People have been, you know, locked down for quite a while and all that business um, and I do think people are... It's a bit of a novelty still, I think, at the moment. Um, now, for me, growing up here, there's always been a case of people at beaches and and drinking and things like that. And I, you know, I'm kind of a very much a live and let live kind of person. However, if it is affecting other people with regards to violence, um, you know, glass bottles left on the beach the following day for like dogs or children, you know, that I don't agree with that, yeah, obviously. Yeah, so obviously. there is a lot of there's a lot of factors going to it, but I also, yeah, I am going to stand up and say, you know, Crosshaven is a wonderful village and it's a shame that if that's what it's going to be you know, seen as on headlines on the paper, okay. that, that was just from my perspective.
1: Good perspective, thank you for your thoughts on it and your perspective appreciate it, thank you Sarah, in uh, Crosshaven, lines open at one 104 106 back to calls after the break The Neil Prenderville Show
0: on Twitter at Neil Red FM.
1: Okay, I was chatting earlier on this morning with Jane. Drug dealer set fire to her flat. This is on Grass and Street. It started two years ago. Guy outside the door was shooting up at the door and she opened the door and asked him to move on and got the height of abuse. It got worse and worse. Banging the door, verbally abusing her. She would call the guards every single time but for two years it's been non-stop. They've been writing rest in peace on her door, RIP on her windows. Set fire to the back of the flat. They've also tried to break in. She was physically assaulted in March by the drug users. Ran up behind Gave her a, an awful slap, a few slaps, digs. They told her they were going to stick her, which is um, um, parlance for stab her. She says she's got doctors' letters, emails to the council, been onto the guards and all sorts of things. Nothing's been happening. Uh, it's a ground four floor flat. So that was the that was just the gist of the conversation that I had with her with Grattan Street. Somebody corrects me and says when I said it's a bit of a walk from say North Main Street chemist to Grattan Street. It's a two minute walk, Neil. You just head down through Adelaide Street. So you're right in that regard. It's more, no more than a couple of minutes. I meant, what I meant was it wasn't around the corner, I suppose. Marie? Yeah. But maybe it is around the corner. Can you you just turn that radio down? uh, Because there's no
10: radio on.
1: All right. So there's a bit of an echo there. I don't know why that is. Anyway, go ahead.
9: Yeah, well, I know I'm not living far from where that lady is. I'm on the top of the street, actually. And um, it is as bad as what she says, but we didn't see half of what was going on, you see. It was happening at night. But the problem is, Neil, that there's gates down on the end of that street uh, lane where she lives. There's two gates, one from the front of the Northman Street, one to the back, and... You can't come in that way. Okay. So I'm getting them all coming down from where I'm living at night. So they're doing it, you know, they're shooting up. They're, my back gate is a toilet from. them. Uh, last week we had a boy that, three of them actually, overdosed on the back of me. The ambulance, the fire brigade, the whole lot were there. They were pumping him, shoot up at two o'clock on the Saturday. In the day? Yeah, two o'clock in the day, Neil on the steps and one of them phoned the ambulance for the fella that shot up and the fire brigade was there the ambulance were there the whole lot the guards they were pumping him they took him away in a bag a black a white sheet so they were working on him for at least a half an hour
1: then taking him away in a bag in the sense that he was dead
9: well, I don't know. They had tubes coming out of the knees. Okay. They had everything, you know. So, but I live right in the park, next to the park. And yesterday, you might—I gave up phoneing the guards because it's just ridiculous. The crowds in the park. Young ones and young fellas. Which park?
0: Bishop
1: Lucy Park? What park? No,
9: no, St. Peter's Park. St.
1: Peter's Park.
9: Yeah, Yeah, it's right next to us where that lady lives and me. But, like, it's grand for the people down the end of the lane because they have gates to protect them. And what's going on in
1: daylight hours in the park?
9: It's everyone and anyone in their need everyone they come down from bishop lucy park if they can't get into it and then they come down by us they have all the headstones broke away they have all the wall the old marble wall all taken down and busted it's the headstone there's a big um like um i call it, where they put the, the they're, they're, they're dead into the, like, what are they? The um, a crypt? tomb?
13: A tomb. crypt? Yeah. Uh, they have all that broke away on the top of it. You can actually
9: see the bars now from where they took away stones in it. And they're supposed to be cameras in there, Neil. And they're supposed to show to them if, if they're uh, doing anything wrong.
1: The cameras, somebody shouts at them through a loudspeaker? Yeah,
9: yeah. And They Good haven't luck with worked that. since they were put up five years ago, Neil. I
1: haven't even worked. They never even work. You see, to a large extent, it, it, okay, you can call the guards, but by the time a squad car gets there, they've gone or they run away. So
9: they uh, need the guards. I'm telling you, boy, it's just ridiculous. But now there's cameras on every side of Gracken Street. There's cameras on the left of us by the community centre. There's cameras down the end of the lane where we have nothing on our side of the lane. Okay. So okay. everything is happening on our side, but everyone is protected on the other side. What are they?
1: And they're gathering to do what? Drink, shoot up heroin?
9: Yeah. And I don't have. To, I don't smoke, but I might as well smoke if I open the door and make it back kitchen. Because the smell of the stuffs coming in and my windows, I have to close them. It stinks.
1: And how do you how do you put up with it? I mean, have you been have you been there long? Is that your family in home?
9: Years, I'm there. No, yeah. I moved out of corporation buildings. Actually, uh, I was there all my life, and then I came over here, and I'm here now nearly twelve years. Neil, and it was a lovely, lovely place. Beautiful bus, the park, and the people now that are coming down, and they're coming down in groups, and they're cheeky. Just don't give a damn. That's what they
1: are. Why have you spoken to them?
9: I gave out to some of them because they come outside my door when the park is closed down the side of my lane and they sit there and they pee there. I turned the hose on them one night. Neil, I got so fed up with this. They kicked the gate, actually kicked the gate because they were weaning. Land. I I told them to move and they kicked the gate in, in their in. And I got the hose and I turned it on. And they they weren't love moving,
1: yeah, but that's a dangerous thing to do. I
9: you know it know. is, I know it is, but you know when you go out every day and you're sick of looking at us every morning when I get up, you know what's outside my gate it's it's really disgusting because i'm I'm really in the middle of it, I between know. the lane and the top of it,
1: so you're not having a happy time there.
9: No, we're not, no, at the moment, we're not, like, and I'm afraid uh, to go to the door because I have no one, No, no way of seeing out my door because there's a kind of an archway in the door. So if anyone knocks at the door, I can't really see who's at the door until I open it. And I got a fellow one night, like, and he was kicking and kicking at the door and kicking. He was looking for the older person that was there before, but he wouldn't go away. He just wouldn't go away. He kept coming back and kicking the door and kicking the door. So, so are you, are you, do you feel
1: unsafe, nervous, frightened?
9: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do at night, nice, you know. But it's a grand place, Neil. It's city centre and that. But as I said, the corporation needs to put a gate at the top of the lane to stop them from going down it. Okay. Now they have two gates down the bottom of the lane, and they're well protected down the bottom. The flat. They got a gate going from the front, a gate in the end, and a gate going into their apartments and cameras.
1: What do you make of the persecution that Jane is going through?
9: Oh, sure, I know I talk to her, but, like, you know, she's a very quiet person in one way. But, she know, she's after getting so out of herself, like, she just passes up and down now, and we don't hardly see her that much. But you see, it's all done at night, Neil.
1: Yeah, yeah, the life it's has gone out of her.
9: It's all done at night, like, and that's what we're saying. If we had to gaze to the top of the lane, right. where you know, where we're living, it would stop them from getting down the lane. Okay,
1: let let, let me see what City Council come back with or indeed the Guard Shikana. but thank you for taking the call, Marie. Cheers.
9: You're welcome, Neil. Uh, thank you f-
1: very much. Finn is standing by first up. Daisy. good morning. Good morning, Neil. Thanks for How taking I, the uh, call. Uh, okay, so uh, no. pick up on this.
11: Your thoughts. Not about... First of all, that Lady Jane uh, that's gone through that with the flat, that is absolutely disgraceful and unacceptable. And anyway, the whole city... If you're a regular visitor to the city, you'll see it. You see the open dealing. We have CCTV from Garda. I've actually seen people dealing below the CCTV. They just don't care. They don't care. But then what are the guards going to do to them? Where are they going to put them if they arrest them? They take them to Anglesey Street. Three hours later, they let them go. But this dealing, and you're walking the city... On every street, there's somebody begging. You see, guys with cans. You see, guys, mm. zombie-like guys walking towards you. And if you're on your own and an older person, it can be very, very intimidating and frightening. Mm. And what I've also noticed, I didn't
1: see any of it. I didn't see any of it yesterday, actually. And and I was on Patrick Street. I was That's on the Grand, Grand Parade. Days, I was on Oliver. There's Don't days speak. I've been in the city
11: and I've seen nothing, and I have a great time. There be buskers going, and then other days. It's, just seemed, whether it's payday or whatever, yeah. uh, there seems to be days that...
1: Could be welfare, social welfare days, dull days, we used to call it. Yeah. And,
11: you know, if you look around the city, on the streets, like, I came down the Grand Parade there about two weeks ago, and from Gala, right down the, the TK Maxx home care thing, the absolute dirt of that pavement... It was absolutely disgusting and the benches that people sit on covered in bird poo. Um, it just was a very bad reflection. Okay, but let me just, city. actually,
1: let me just reflect on your text because she said there's open heroin dealing, the bus station, Grand Parade, around the Mercy Hospital, the North Main Street, the Green Outside Electric Bar, the GPO, Paul Street, below Pat McDonald's page, Shandon Street. You're covering a lot of territory there.
11: But, but that's, that's the way it is. You, you mightn't see it every day. In that particular place, but you'll see it at some time in that particular place, if you know what I mean. I, I don't, The powers to me just seem the, you know, if we ignore it, it'll go away. Like, for example, on the look of the city, Debenham's. It is an absolute disgrace, the front of Debenham's. Like, there's a mountain of little stickers on the windows of Debenhams. Now they must be in the front of Debenhams for a year. Now did nobody in City Council, the Office of Public Works say, Jesus lads, would somebody take a wee scraper and a bucket of soupy water yeah, and go down? I've passed it a few it times and, and
1: what would be a beautiful building and was a beautiful building for well over 150 years, it's kind of taking from the landscape now a bit, isn't it? It is surely, But but like, how long would it take they take a scraper and a bucket of soapy water
11: and take, at 6 in the morning and you see council workers on there at that time in the morning and take them stickers off and have a they, the players to me don't seem to have any pride okay. in the city okay.
1: but, but, okay, yet, but I, I mean the point know. I understand that but the point here is um, you know firstly it was Jane's situation with the carry-on that she used to live yes. with in, in Grattan Street That's and of course it's, her- it's heroin dealing but ultimately is what are we going to do about people who are using heroin how are we going to stop this. Maybe yeah, it's, a, well, maybe it's say, like the tide. You, you just can't stop it.
11: As I say, what are the guards meant to do? do? You know, they arrest them. Where do they put them?
1: But what are we going to do about people who are you know, choosing to use heroin?
11: It's, it's not the addicts. It's the dealers that have to be got. Not the addicts. You know, Mm, okay, it's the addicts are just broken people, they have their problems. Like, I many a time in the city, I would sit down with somebody on the street and buy them a coffee, I'd sit and make them a couple of roll ups, I'd chat to them. Or if you give money to some of the lads with paper cups, they'd be nothing but polite and thankful. And you hear God bless you and thank you, but then there's an element that you just do not want the encounter. Yeah, yeah. You and pick, that's the element. Yeah,
1: you you do pick, know, you yeah, pick you you the you choose blame, the you pick the people you choose to interact with. Yeah, you yeah. can't
11: blame the addicts. It's where it's who's dealing it. All right. and who's supplying
1: it? Okay, you All have right. to take out. Thanks, Desi. Uh, text oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. Uh, Dara's twenty years old, and wants to have his opinion on what went on <laughs> or is going on, particularly in Crosshaven. Dara, good morning.
3: Hi, Neil. Uh, uh, What's will not gonna lie, big fan um, and listen a lot to uh, the radio. Okay, thank you um, to be honest, yeah, just like listening there, like about Crosshaven. To be honest, I'm just like kind of disheartened, really, just hearing like how the village is actually getting a bad name. And
1: are I you down there? Do you do you live there?
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm from Crosshaven. Well, I'm from Fountainstown, but like, okay, yeah, if you're from you're from Crosshaven, like,
1: okay well, I mean, I was just quoting what they were saying on the front of the echo today, but um you know you you're entitled to agree or disagree do you, do you think that it's do you think that it's true what's happening down there absolutely like
3: uh when we were going down there sixteen seventeen there' were no problems at all like you wouldn't have the guards be called down twenty four seven it was literally grand like yeah um I, to be honest, like, I was down there Monday night and uh, the guards were called, there was, like, just basically war. Going. Well, I won't even say war. It was literally shouting on the street. And just, like, we were looking and it wasn't even people from Grasshaven. Like, we know, if you're from Grasshaven, you'll know who's from Grasshaven down there. And we knew these people weren't from Grasshaven. So it's kind of people coming down. I couldn't tell you from where, but... And they all seem to be kind of just... Like young fellas as well, they're like younger than me and stuff like
1: Yeah, and I've and I've seen some of the videos to back that up. So it's out of towners who are coming down and you're referring to Monday night with come down on a bus or something.
3: Uh yeah, I couldn't tell you what <laughs> more transport are getting down anyways but like uh they're like they're Afro Class anyways, that's for sure.
1: And were you there? Did you witness any of this fighting All right, let's or go! Oh, okay. uh, sorry, yeah? Did you witness any of the fighting? Uh, yeah, watch There was a fella with
3: his top off and everything, like, and uh, we we were all just like kind of making fools out there. So yeah, okay. uh, we, and like it's but it, there are some of the younger class out that then that are getting involved with them, and we're like, <laughs> just just don't get involved. Why are you bringing yourselves into this? Like, yeah. Yeah. just try and keep class out of it if that makes sense. Like, leave them do what they want. Leave them go back. Out of
1: Crosshaven Okay but you would prefer If they weren't using Crosshaven as a place To party And to leave all their junk And rubbish behind them
3: Oh uh, well Like Crosshaven's the grand spot To come down like You'd like You have the fun fair Come down to You have the beaches Come down to So like I've no Like problem with people coming down It's like It's just when It's causing hassle
1: For no reason Yeah like. I gotcha Yeah gotcha Okay sure. What do you guys do then To party or to have fun Or to socialise Oh well, like, <laughs> if I tell you that now, no, um, to be fair, uh, but you you do whatever outside. you do in a behaved way, like a uh, behaved way as much
3: yeah. as you can. Anyway, like down the village, um, to be fair, like pubs are quality. Like mm. um, on a good night, it's flipping probably better than a good night in town. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, uh, literally, literally, like. It's on You've been you know how to behave in fairness to you. Nice one, Dara. Thanks for taking the call. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Text O eight six eight one oh four one oh six. Back after the break.
8: The Neil Prendival show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 1850 104
1: 106. Stuart, good morning. Good morning. Okay, you uh, you've read and have heard the email from this concerned girlfriend about this guy who has um his body has changed dramatically in the past 14 months. And he is, um, he's either got huge highs or lows. Unbelievable mood swings. And she wants to know, is he on steroids? Are there any telltale signs here?
14: Depending on which steroids he's taking, there's acne on the back, oily skin residue, uh, mood swings, bloatiness, and also... A real quick transformation in body.
1: Would it be in the space of 12 to 14 months, as she's saying, or shorter? Shorter. Right.
14: If you're doing a proper cycle on steroids, a, a normal cycle would normally be 12 to 14 weeks. Uh, in, in a 12 to 14 week space, depending what steroids you're using, you could be putting on between 15 and
1: 30 pound in weight. 30 pounds in weight is that muscle or fat
0: or what
14: the thing is with steroids is uh you will bulk up quick your strength gains will go through the roof um a lot of it can actually be water retention Um, Mm. certain steroids when you stop taking them you can lose about 50 percent of your gains
1: Okay, so you,
14: it's, yeah, it's significantly no, noticeable.
1: You need to keep taking the steroids to maintain the body that you have.
14: The thing is, a lot of people, they, they take steroids. They, they're getting steroids from a fellow in the gym, and he's telling them what to take with no, no real knowledge of the steroids. What worked for him, yeah, he looks good, but has he messed himself up? There's some serious side effects to steroids if you don't know what you're doing.
1: Okay, okay, um... She's talking about awful mood swings. Could you describe what they could be?
14: Well, when you're on steroids, if you're on, say, uh, Tremblone, which is a, a real powerful steroid, anabolic steroid, the steroids actually give you more aggression when you're in the gym, which makes you train harder. And you, you can get what's known as roid rage. And you, you do have to take a step back You know, you've got to be able to control that and save it for the gym. But you will find irritability easily, very easily.
1: Okay, I'm understanding what you're saying here. You're saying that the steroids uh, create this kind of false strength that makes you work harder, go further, lift more weight, push yourself. Um, It's almost like an aggression that it creates in the gym, but it's uncontrollable outside of the gym.
14: It can be, yeah. Okay.
1: And are you talking? Are you talking from experience here, having been through a few different cycles of steroids? Yeah, definitely. Did it affect your moods?
14: Um, when I did my first cycle, I took a basic cycle, which uh, is like a beginner's introduction to steroids. There, I was taking uh, what's known as Dianabol, a small little tablets. I was taking them for six weeks and then I was on testosterone. Um, now, every male produces testosterone. Um, for me, the gains were quite rapid because I was totally clean before that. Um, I bulked up to, to the size I wanted to be very quickly. My strength went through the roof. Um, I didn't really find any sort of irritability or anything. I just had a real feel good factor about myself but when i did my spinal cycle i was on Trembolone, which is one of the most powerful steroids you could actually have and all the aggression was there the aggression was there in the gym definitely and even outside the gym i had to hold back sometimes you really had to watch what you were doing
1: why did you feel like hurting people
14: it's not so much hurting people, it's just your, your, your snapping point is just so much quicker, so much quicker.
1: So we hear of night sweats as well as the aggression, appetri- appetite through the roof, problems with sleeping, is that right?
14: Certain steroids have different effects, but um, trenbolone there is, is one of the most powerful ones, like I say. You can wake up in the night totally sweating. Um, there's also side effects of... Uh, which is you can develop man boobs
1: man boobs
14: man boobs because when you're injecting steroids like testosterone your body produces testosterone naturally but when you introduce a false testosterone into your body your own body shuts down its testosterone making system
1: and you grow boobs
14: you can grow boobs
1: but that would be the last thing that somebody wants when they're looking for a ripped body is a pair of boobs
14: that's why I'm saying people have to know what they're doing when they're taking
1: stuff. And how easily can you get, I mean, is this stuff that's bought online or, as I've heard in the past, can you literally get this stuff in, in gyms in Cork?
14: I've been to a fair few gyms in the city and you can tell people who are on gear, especially the younger generation, And um, being honest, I'm an older fella, I'm in my 40s. For me, to to, to get, well, one of these steroids is, is an easier option because I'm not producing the testosterone. But anyone under 25, even 30 years old, should not even be looking at steroids. They're producing enough testosterone. And steroids can be bought online easy enough. They can be bought in, in the gyms easy enough. But there's so much fake gear going out. People are injecting stuff into them, they're thinking they're injecting steroids, it could be cooking oil, it could be anything. And they don't know.
1: So you see lads in their 20s, massive in size, impossible to get that size naturally.
14: Impossible to get naturally. And they've got the telltale signs of the acne on the back, the oily skin, they look rubbery, blubbery
1: sort of looking what long-term damage is done if any
14: say you're an average guy who's uh slim built 12 stone and he goes on a cycle of steroids his average weight for lifting in 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 the gym is 60 kilos now in the space of 12 weeks he could be he could be lifting say 120 100 kilos your muscles can lift the weight, but your joints can't handle the weight.
1: Okay, so so it's a skeletal bone issue with regards to. Um, yeah, uh, but what 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 about organs though? Is it, is it damaging the body's organs at all?
14: There is the you can, you can get liver and kidney damage. Um, oral steroids. Uh, in my opinion and don't get me wrong I'm not a pharmacist at all by any means but I did do a lot of research into it I would stay clear from the oral steroids
1: These are tablets are they?
14: Yeah and uh, just do injectables Uh, the injectables and when you're doing a cycle you're, you're drinking plenty of water and the fluids and everything uh, and that flushes your liver and your kidneys and everything like that
1: but you're not uh, you almost are you encouraging people to take steroids injectable
14: like i say i see youngsters there they got no reason to be taking steroids they should be able to build muscle mass naturally when you get to a certain age your steroid uh, your testosterone levels start dropping Um, some people in their 40s and 50s actually go on uh, testosterone replacement therapy because their testosterone is depleted, and that just uh, gives them a feel-good factor, and it's prescribed
1: by doctors. Okay, all right. but Yeah, but you're saying that these people are taking it, getting it through the gym, um, the steroids. They don't know what dosage they're taking. They're getting a recommendation from a cowboy.
14: I've heard of guys there getting testosterone or whichever and they're taking like 1500 milligrams a week.
10: Forgive me, Uh, it's that a lot.
14: 1500 milligrams is is an obscene amount. I mean, when I was doing my cycle, I was, uh, I was doing 400 milligrams a week of testosterone. Okay. There's two injections
1: so is each it, week. Is, is it possible that there are fellas getting into trouble because of the mood swings and the aggression and ending up in hassle with the guards and the courts and what have you?
14: I'm a firm believer that with roid rage, even though it is, it can be induced by steroids, that it's in that person anyway.
1: Okay. Did you say roid rage, rage is it? Roid rage. Okay. okay. And what happens when you stop... Um, you just end, thing, like, when, what, what when, happens to the body does it just become a mess of blubber is it
14: uh, you can lose a lot of your gains what you what you've had when you're on the cycle but the thing is people people will take the, the steroids and they'll take them for say 12 14 weeks 16 weeks but they don't do a post-cycle therapy uh post-cycle treatment and that's where you're actually taking a a drug like Arimidex which is an estrogen it's actually a female hormone and that's to bring your own testosterone levels back
1: to normal but they don't do that and what happens as a consequence
14: it can take longer I mean without being rude your testicles can shrink up and shrivel up while you're on on steroids good god I heard that yeah uh, I heard that you know did you stop? I stopped. I, I got where I wanted to be. I, I, I'm, I'm not a massive, massive bloke, you know? Yeah. I, I'm not um, a, a pure gym head or anything like that. I, in fact, I, I'm not even a member of a gym.
1: And why, do you, gym think, of- why do you think people do take steroids to get uh, so pumped up and so massive? Is it for their Instagram page? Is it to, to impress the ladies? What? What?
14: It can be vanity. It can be vanity. A lot of it can be vanity. But then when when you're going down to gyms there, I mean, I've been in gyms in the city here, and those guys there, they're pumping heavy weights. They look good, you know, and you're a new guy. You've come into the gym. You're young, and you're thinking, oh, I want to be like that. And you don't see the gains coming. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I know.
14: You ask anyone in the gym, are you on gear? No, wouldn't touch it. That's all you get.
1: But you know they no are. One, you can tell. No
14: one, no one will admit to it. No one wants to admit the wrong gear to get to the size they are.
1: I, I mean, I could talk to you all day about it, but I obviously don't have much more time. But does it not put any strain on the heart? Do people not do damage to their heart?
14: It can do, it can do. You're forgetting the heart is a muscle. So you can actually enlarge your heart.
1: So would you say that it's a lot more prevalent that people than people may think?
14: It's a lot more prevalent. But, but it's like I say people are taking stuff at doses
1: they have There's no idea
14: no way near yeah I know no way near I'm not advocating taking steroids and it's down to an individual's choice you know but what should but, she
1: what should she say to her boyfriend should she say it to him or would he is there a potential for him to break into a rage what, what should she say
14: be honest and ask him you know I mean he's, he'll deny it I guarantee he'll deny it but there's telltale signs. I mean, if he's injecting steroids, you can get what's known as PIP, um, where the needle goes in. Normally, you'd be injecting in your cheeks, in your in your rear end. Your bum. Or in your leg muscle, or, you know what I mean, front loading, they call it, which isn't advisable because you can hit a main artery. But in the glutes, mainly, people inject. and You'll, you'll get bruising if you're injecting twice a week. It does get sore up. So if she
1: wants confirmation, look for those pip marks. But in, sp- in spite of that, no point asking him because you say he'll just deny it like all of them.
14: Yeah. I was honest with my wife. I was honest. Uh, she noticed my size one day when I came home from the gym. I was totally pumped. And she, well, I took my shirt off to have a shower and she was like, holy God. And then I looked in the mirror and I thought, Jesus Christ, she's right. I know. I admitted to her that I was on—I was on steroids.
1: It's unnatural, um, isn't it? In more ways than one.
14: Oh yeah, but it can be addictive as well. You know.
1: It's hard to get off the treadmill. It is once you've started. You know. All right. It okay. Is. Okay. All right, my man. Listen, thank you so much for your honesty and uh, and your advice. Um, maybe it'll make a difference. Let's we'll see what she has to say. Okay. Thank you very much indeed. Take care, Stuart. Okay. Thank you.
0: Text the Neil Prenderville Show now. 86 Red FM.
1: call them robot trees or air pallet or pallet air cleaners or, you know, uh, oversized beehives or whatever you want to call them. 350,000 euro. Very expensive benches, I would call them at this stage. But everything was going fine. The Lord Mayor was uh, unveiling them this morning. Call them Kelleher. People were gathered um, and then... Uh, Jamie O'Hara asked a question you'll also hear Owen English from the examiner ask another question, have a listen Lord Mayor, are you surprised by the backlash to the project?
6: Well look, obviously people will will see these things going up and they'll say that, you know yeah, Homeless
4: could... people will send and what the f*** we have no houses but this costs how much? How much this cost you? But homeless people on the streets, sleeping you don't care about them at all Literally, how much does this cost you? And then how many, how many homeless people is there and you don't care about them and we're sleeping on the streets but you're putting something like that? That's ridiculous to be honest, I tell you. You know what I mean? Because I see how much this cost today the paper. And this is crazy, we're sleeping on the streets and you don't care about us at all.
2: It's it's kind of a it's a fair point she makes, isn't it? You know, spend of taxpayers' money three hundred and fifty thousand euro when people are sleeping on the streets.
6: How do you? Oh, one hundred percent. We have capital budgets. We have central government budgets. You know, um, I spoke recently to someone and uh, they were on about like roads and footpaths. Um, our ward funds are funded through central committees. Government, both at la- national level and at local level, has its allocations of budgets. Um, and that person there, you know, she spoke of homeless speak uh, sleeping on the street. I know the Cork City Council, in relation to homeless rates, is one of the lowest in the country. Um, We are working with, you know, just recently we launched the Peter Mac Trust over on uh, North Main Street. There's five brand new single uh, apartments there, single bedroom apartments there, which is something that normally doesn't come on stock. Now, I know five is is, is minuscule in in the grand scheme of things, but it's a start. And Cork City Council is committed to working with the Peter Mac Trust, which is now an approved AHB, um, and is going to focus on delivering in one-bedroom apartments across the city. They have another uh, pilot project along Carrigaline, and there's another few year for around the city. And the thing about homeless people is that when they're on the housing application, uh, it, they tend to be on the housing application on their own. They uh, they, they don't have uh, dependents that are on the same application as them. So, as Cork City Council works with Peter McFarry Trust, and other AHPs, and what we're building ourselves, we are aiming to reduce that. But we do have one of the lowest rates of homelessness in the country. Yeah, but one
1: homeless Person is too much, and uh, could you not have given the three hundred and fifty grand to the Peter mcferry Trust? Anyway, perhaps more on that tomorrow. I just want to leave you with the story of Lockie, uh the kitten. Lockie by name and lucky by nature. They had to call in the big guns yesterday to wreck to uh, to rescue Lockie. I can tell you, and um, the back story to this is that um, Lockie's owner, uh, and I use that term questioningly, Lydia. Um, was taking him to the vet, apparently, and he got out of the cage, and he did a runner under the bridge, Eamon de Valera Bridge, and he was not coming out. So then they called the fire brigade, who called the cork missing person search and recovery, uh, and David Varian was there on the scene to bring things to a happy conclusion. David, good morning. Good morning, Neil. I'm good. i got about maybe four minutes, so tell us everything you can. What happened and how did you resolve it?
2: Yeah, so Tuesday evening we got a call, could we assist Kirk City Fire Service and launch one of our boats to get up under Devalera Devalera Bridge, so we did that, and um, lucky was after getting into a little alcove and didn't seem to want to come out, you know. So we were playing um, Mother Cat Sounds on YouTube and all sorts of Mother uh,
1: Cat Sounds on YouTube, like meows, is it? Yeah, 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 to try and get him to promote, you know, and he'd stick his head out at us and look at us and got like, at the kitchen. He looked out at you and you know. said, do you think I'm some kind of an idiot or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: So then we had no joy. We left at half ten on Tuesday. We went back in with one, another volunteer, Denny, Kylie, and we ran Katrina to me from Penny Dinners, we thought. Where are we are going to get a cat trap? And we <laughs> rang her and she said, Leave it with me. She got onto the hospital in Glamire, cat hospital in Glamire. They got us a cat trap and with some cat food after a couple of hours, he finally decided, you know, it was time to come out and see what all the fuss was about.
1: <laughs> Did whiskers f- 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 save the day, was it? Whiskers. It was, cat- was whiskers cat
2: food. We left a little trail in under the ledge, you know. And- <laughs> And we played the mother cat sounds again, you know. So he had a look out at that and he smelt the food. And he followed the trail in and then she went into the track, you know. So it was... Um it was an unusual call but it was a happy one that we were able to take part in, you know. <laughs> you
0: have to come up with all
1: sorts of solutions to various scenarios, do you? We, we do, we do. Actually, our volunteer, Dinny,
2: he? He, he'd been nicknamed uh, Dr. Doolittle, you know, because only a couple of weeks ago there, he uh, rescued a, a duck and all her little chicks. They were, uh, we were out and uh, he spotted them and they were stuck in traffic. So, the little chicks went in a box and one of the duck went in Dinny's arm and off down to the river they went and they were left back off floating and on their way, Oh you know? my God, so, Dinny do little, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dr. little. that's it.
1: Lydia must be delighted
2: to have Lockie back. Ah, ah she is, ah, she is, you know, she was really stressed about it, you know, but we told her, look, we'll, we'll, we'll stay at it and we'll hope for the best and we knew the cat trap was was the only way we could catch him, really, you know. So,
1: and even, <laughs> like all of us, we're all tempted by the promise of food.
2: That, that's <laughs> it, exactly, that's it. And she even sent us a video last night of him back home, you know, and he was eating you know, and he was... Nice and happy and unhealthy. <laughs> oh my God, it's incredible! I mean, so, and
1: it's great to have such a happy end to the story because often your stories aren't happy endings, a- unfortunately. Exactly, so this exactly. Is a for you know, exactly. You
2: know, and look, we're all, I know, like we're called down a lot of searches, Matt, and, and for anything we're always there to help. You know, whether yeah. it's an animal or anything. You know, we will we'll, we will we'll answer the call to today. Okay, you know?
1: so it's you guys on yeah. the water or bridges, and it's the fire brigade if it's a cat up a tree, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The fire brigade, yeah, it is. You know, so All right, David. Interesting. Well done. Great story. Delighted it all worked out in the end. Thanks so much. Okay, listen, thanks for the call. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> David Varian with Cork City Missing Persons and the story of Lucky. Lines will stay open at one 104 You can text 0868 Have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow.
8: Thanks for listening to this Red FM podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and check out redextra.ie for more great Red FM content.